You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Friday night, freak show edition. Game time decisions radio, Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage sitting alongside Red Heat, Gabriel Morenzi, Ed, Cam, Stewart, TGIF, uh, right? <laughs> I actually don't like Fridays. I'm starting to hate them. Today's uh, Friday has a little bit different of a feel to it just because the NBA playoffs start tomorrow. It's Friday the 13th. And uh, we'll be going to game one of the Washington Wizards and the Toronto Raptors. But, uh, yeah, generally, you know, I hate Fridays. I do shows seven days a week. So it's not like, you know, Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, what what difference does it make? It all rolls into the same day to you. Uh, Cam Cam looks uh, especially beaten down today. He's been pretty beaten down all week, actually. But... uh, yeah, you look like a man, uh, Cam, that could use a drink and uh, and uh, yeah, more than one drink actually. I gotta tell you, Marenzi, like you need a drink. And I might polish to go off to, like, the bottle tonight. I gotta go to a funeral tomorrow. <laughs> I got uh, and I just want some peace and quiet. Portuguese Joe's girlfriend's coming over. She like talks more than uh, she talks a lot. Nice gal, but uh, she likes to chat. Right? It's just gonna be one of those nights. I don't know what happened tonight. I was. Uh, Visiting a buddy, a guy that you know, you know, Scrovy, just talking about some stuff that's going down. He's opening up a new uh, coffee shop with, uh, you know, some other things involved in there, too. Ice cream, uh, things in the coffee. Well, you know, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I go to visit him at the building. And, yeah, but uh, the people don't. Oh, should Okay, marijuana. It's, it's coffee and cannabis. It's, yeah, uh, he's, got, he's coffee and cannabis. So he's, he's going to be, when things are legalized, just, he's got a coffee shop. slow winding story here, Cam. <laughs> coffee shops. It's like, get to the point. Dude. Okay, I'll get to the point. Yeah, well, yeah. Then, then I went to go see him, and he's got a coffee shop. And uh, to park in the building, I have to be a contractor. So I got a big pink form, and I put it in the car, and I have to give in my license. So when I left, I didn't really think about it at the time, but I got some huge Polish guy's license. Uh, he's from Innisfil, too. It's like an hour and a half away. He's not even, like, local. So this guy's freaking out. The concierge of the building called me. He wants to wring my neck. I'm like, how is it my fault? Because you gave me the wrong uh, ID. So he's got my ID. I got his. Yeah, but let me uh, let me play devil's advocate here and uh, state it's like uh, going to a horse track or to a sports book. You're supposed to check your ticket. Oh, are you? The window. <laughs> okay. I assumed it was the only one, so I just put it right in my pocket. So I got some uh, turkey coming here, uh, hopefully soon, to do the exchange. Yeah, what is such a great story. So, you know, long story short, Cam lost his license, doesn't have his license. He's got a Polish guy's license. It's not a great story. No, you, and you think the Polish guy looks like me, which is, you know, kind of insulting. I didn't really think. Uh, I don't know. We could have we could have gotten to the story a little bit later on. It wasn't really worthy of, like, hijacking the intro of the show with the story. Fair enough. We were looking for, like, a bigger punchline, Ken. Well, there's no punchline. I, I I don't know what to tell you. I got to go chase this guy down for a license. I don't know where he is. I ain't driving two hours to Barry, past Barry, to go get there. You seem to get tattoos as well. Yeah, you get extra frazzled by everything. Yeah, I know. It's... Like every... Yeah. <laughs> you're, like a, you're like a ship in the water. And every time, like another raindrop yeah, comes, yeah. you sink a little bit more. A little more. bit. That's like, it just, bad, yeah. Cam's falling apart, people. Actually, you know, <laughs> I'm laughing. I, you know, well, what, what can you do? But uh, yeah, I, you know, what, what, so. we move forward. 
Great games last night, though. So what do you say? So tomorrow when I'm going to be at the NBA playoff game, you're going to be at a funeral? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where we're going with that. I'd like to be with you and uh, Taylor and uh, and Sonny Vega at the game talking to an old buddy super fan who might give me a, a Hyundai if you're nice enough to him. But uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have a nab, good time. Nab the super fan. Yeah, Nab the super fan owns uh, many car dealerships. Uh, his Hyundai dealership apparently... Most per capita sales in uh, in Canada or North America. He's he's, he's a real big uh, winner on the sales lot. Yeah, he's uh, he's raking it in. He's, oh, he's, he's low. He is actor. loaded. He gives a lot of money to the charity. He's a dude. Um, he's uh, he's like an Indian dude, a Sikh dude. Yep. That, um, he's got like courtside seats. You beautiful seats, and he's had them from. Uh, he's the most famous uh, Raptor fan besides Krusty the Clown and Drake. Drake. <laughs> So people like the super fan car dealer more, and that's that's you know says something when you're talking about uh, you t- you know. He's a car dealer, and he's more popular than Drake. That's a good point. Like, you know, Drake, you know, Drake waves at everyone. There's, like, you know, yeah. teenagers applause, and the teenagers are in. And now the super fan. Everyone's like, hey, 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 hey Got a car from your dealership. Great rate. Uh, Lee in Vancouver is uh, asking me to uh, dropkick uh, Drake at the uh, at the. Oh, game. nice. Worth the ejection, he says. Uh, and Drake's going to have his, like, goons shoot me or yeah, something. He after. does have a lot of goons. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to start, like, a rap war or anything like that. Uh, Drake's all right. Uh, you know, my only deal with Drake is I just don't like these celebrity fans that uh, make themselves the game. Yeah, ex- yeah. watch like, the I'll, game. Listen, I'll be at the game, and I'll be chirping the ref a little bit. And I'll give the Raptors some motivational uh, words uh, at times. Uh, but, uh, you know. I'm not going to start, like, chirping John Wall and standing no. courtside. And, you know, it's like Spike Lee. You know, Spike Lee makes himself, like, the, the center of attention uh, at these, uh, you know, at these uh, big playoff games. Well, at least he used to. There's no center about, of attention. He's, he's doing commercials now with uh, Barkley and Samuel Jackson now. Yeah, Jeff Hornacek uh, got, uh, got let go by the New York Knicks. And his daughter uh, tweeted uh, out that, you know, He's a great man, and he put a lot of work into. He should be proud, etc. But uh, I just want to bring up his daughter's a smoke show. Uh, Jeff Jeff Hornacek's uh, daughter, very very hot. Nice. Just want to throw that. Oh yeah, you say because <laughs> nobody could save the Knicks, but Hornacek's there's smoking. Yeah, no, I actually like I actually <laughs> saw that was, her. That was a good segue. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, uh, I was, you know, I was like, oh my god, look at look at this. I was like, oh, it's Jeff Hornacek's daughter. So yeah, Jeff Hornacek, uh, he's got money, and uh, and. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it, actually. Jay Wright seems like he would be the perfect uh, fit for the Knicks. But, uh, but you know, <laughs> why would Jay Wright want to deal with that? You know, what, what's the point? There's not enough money that they can really pay him. It's not like the Knicks are – the Knicks throw a ton of money. You know, they want to throw a ton of money at a coach or something like that. Uh, but Jay Wright uh, – I, I always thought that Jay Wright would be a good fit for the New York Knicks. All right, so the NBA playoffs start tomorrow. The NHL playoffs are continuing, and uh, my to take every game to go to overtime is a freaking disaster. At least Columbus and uh, Washington got there for you. It's one in seven through eight games. I know. We were hoping for two last night. I said, please, at least one. But, uh, yeah, it's not been going very well. I can't believe how, how these teams well, – no, the There's a lot of routes. It's not just routes. It's teams taking misconduct penalties and teams going on power plays for five minutes. That's the problem in the game. The only lucky thing was Columbus when they were down 2 nothing, They came back and grinded. Seth Jones scored a late goal in the third, and then Panarin. Did you see that goal end-to-end, top shelf? Beautiful stuff. That guy is one of the most underrated players in the league. But you're right, Marenzi, I have a feeling things are going to start. That's the thing. You can't quit. You started the trend. Yeah, I can't I know stop blows. now. You can't stop now because there's going to be a night where you're going to get three or four. One and seven. Yeah. You know, in night one, I was able to absorb it and still make money. 
in the National Hockey League, and I was plus uh, plus units at the end of the yep. night. Last night, though, dude, there's five games. It goes one and four. It's just it's catching up to me now. And two nights in a row, I've bet more on the late game to go to overtime. The Vegas Kings game the other yep. night, and then last night the uh, the Sharks and the Ducks. said, man, the the Ducks were freaking terrible. They, you talk about taking penalties. It's just it's it's just stupid. The Toronto Maple Leafs just stupid. They don't realize there's one thing between playing tough playoff hockey and that old school Canadian. We're gonna you know will ourselves to victory and throw throw our body around and being stupid. Yeah, like running a guy who's going to be yeah, now Cadre's probably going to be suspended. I will give him one thing in defense. Wingles clipped uh, Mar- uh Marner yeah, but straight so in the face with his elbow game. But straight so in the face with his elbow. But that's hockey. It is it? It's an it's an elbowing penalty. That's what it okay. is. Okay. It's an elbowing penalty. I, I, I would almost then a four you know, minute one. guy no, trying to put a guy I'm face not, first into the board that's defend, on his knees. I'm not defending what he did. I'm just saying the guy watched his teammate. Me, if me and you were on the ice and some guy clipped you in the like, and that was a hard elbow right in the teeth. No, you right, wait, and then, he, and, and then you he goes get the and guy him. back after. You wait, and Kadri, Kadri's stupid uh, cheap shot on on Rick Nash, uh, knee on knee, got away with it. Didn't call the penalty. The referee missed it, and I knew that he missed it. And then immediately called a cheap hooking penalty like 10 seconds later on the Leafs, and then there was yep. a goal scored. Exactly. Listen, you and I watched the first few minutes of that game. We watched the first period. It was The brutal. Toronto Maple Leafs weren't prepared to play, and it got worse as the game went on. They had a little period, little flash in the second period where they were somewhat competitive. Yeah, these kids got to get their head out of their ass. You're right. They, they were, don't. If you know, they, they they seem to think this is regular no, season hockey. They weren't ready to play. You the said Bruins were on a completely different level. Mike Babcock makes like eight million dollars a year. He's the highest paid coach in National Hockey League history, and he didn't have his team ready to play. And and then you know when they scored that late goal and they make it two one, the one thing I tweeted this out after I stated. Whatever you do, if you're the Leafs, you can't let them score again before the end of the period. Yeah. You can't make it three one. And what do they do? What do they do? What do they do? They take a stupid penalty. It was Kadri. Take a stupid penalty. And then, Cam, how do they open up the third period? Freddie Anderson's like swatting Swat balls. I, oh, yeah, I know. Too many men on the ice. Another penalty. Another goal. You know, there's no other definition Sloppy, besides it was a garbage. shit show. It was a shit it show. It was a effing shit show. That's were, that's what it was. First five minutes of the game, you said it. They weren't even on the ice. They got absolutely pummeled. If it wasn't for Anderson early, they could have been down three or four or nothing. You said it. It got worse and worse and worse. The only point that I was trying to make was there was cheap shots on both sides. The Leafs were just stupid about it. Now he's going to be suspended. Bottom line is he's going to get a game for that probably. Yeah, and he's, he a, he's a supposed leader of the team. I just don't understand how, after the meltdown late in the second period, they were unable to pick themselves off exactly. the bat. You know, I didn't expect them. They're not going to come back and win the game. Uh, but it's the way that they played. You know, it's like basically the Boston Bruins just robbed a bank, and they, they went through all this planning and everything like that. Listen, it's going to be tough. We're going to have to go through this security, and uh, we've got to be really careful. There's sensors and there's alarms. And basically they showed up uh, and – Nobody was at the bank, and the bank was open. <laughs> open they, they, yeah, they took all the money, and they got back home. They're like, damn, that was easy. Like, I don't know. The Boston Bruins, they were on a completely different level. Completely different level than the Toronto Maple Leafs were last night. And very similar, actually, to the, the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, the Ducks were horrible. But the Ducks were more just stupid. Like, the yeah. Leafs were just overmatched. The Leafs looked like kids to me, man. You know, oh, poor little Mitch Marner got elbowed. It's like suck it up. You know, get them back a couple of shifts later. How about like, dude, the Leafs? I don't know what's the best way of putting it, man. You know what it was? It was like the Leafs were like uh, were like a kid at the uh, at the beach. You know, scared of the water, 
Sort of, you, know, you put your little foot in yeah. there, and you, oh, the wave, and you, you know, you you jump back and stuff yeah. like that. Like every time, Cam, the puck was in the corner. The Leafs would sort of graze around. They wouldn't never put themselves in a position where they were against the boards. They never got in there no, the, and started fighting for a puck. The Bruins, they looked, would sort of skate by it, and graze by. Dare I say, they look like the Montreal Canadiens. They, the Bruins were men. And the Leafs look like kids. Yeah. It's like that team. Did Austin they were, Matthews they were, even play? No, they were out. The whole game was Was he brutal. even on the ice? I don't know. Yeah. Like, he didn't do anything. No, he did nothing. The whole team did nothing. They hung out Anderson to dry. They took stupid penalties. They looked horrible. The first couple of minutes of the game was some of the worst hockey I've ever seen in my life. And I will say this. It's actually interesting. That's why I give more balls and kudos to a team like the Columbus Blue Jackets who had a player ejected for a 10-minute and a 5-minute penalty. This is what happened. That was a soft ejection. Yeah, yeah. And you know what they had to do? They gave, they gave up two quick goals to Washington. Boom, boom. So they go down to the period down 2 nothing. They come back and tie it up 2-2. That's the difference. They're on the road against Washington. They're like, they didn't panic. Man, are the Washington Capitals just a bunch of chokers. They're unbelievable. They, they, they really they just, are. They, they had that game in their hand. Every team from Washington. That's why I don't fear the Washington Wizards either. It's like the Washington Nationals can't be trusted. No, they can't. The Wizards can't be trusted. Uh, the Washington Capitals, you have an opportunity. You got one of their best players get kicked out of the game for, like, an apparent, like, listen, I, I don't want to see players. There's The thing is, if you played hockey, Cam, yep. anyone that knows the game yep. can tell the difference between boarding and a little and, and a good hit. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. And last night in that Washington-Columbus game, dude, he eased up. It was nothing. It was a good hit. It was just a little, hey. But the thing is, the guy in the Capitals had his, his back turned. And That's the he, thing. There's a supposed stop sign. But the thing is. You can't help it if a guy turns in the last second. when he, That's the thing. You're coming into yeah. him. What are you going to do? Just stop and break your leg? Yeah, basically, exactly. You it's, can't stop and break your leg way. if you've made that decision. Like if you're you've a committed. monster, Cam, and you know, there's a hit up for you and stuff. Or if you're on the run and you're, you know, where are you sitting in a restaurant? the back you know you're sitting where you can see everybody coming yeah, in you're I'm not, not sitting in front of the no, window with no. your back especially I'm not. to the window <laughs> right that's a good idea yeah. i'm sitting at the back of the restaurant looking in dude i even do it when i get on a subway yeah. i look i'm like yeah i want to sit here so no one can club me in the back of the head <laughs> right so it's good precautions game yeah, it's a tip, pre-game rituals. Yeah, i have a lot of good street <laughs> pre-game rituals well you know we were talking about living on the street the other day so yeah. you need to know every little trick you yeah, can right yeah. never turn your back yeah i'm not mr <laughs> universe here i have to rely on my wits <laughs> so um no the whole point is though Kev, you don't turn your freaking back like if i was an nhl player don't i would never back. have my back behind my net facing the crowd it's a great way to get killed you know what i'm saying yeah. i'd be sideways i'd be forward like i understand once in a while but it's always these european dudes and these these like washington capital players yeah. and they act surprised after it's like buddy we're playing in an nhl playoff game every you know we're skating 68 miles an hour you turn around and you know what am i supposed to do what's like what you said this isn't timbits hawk no it's not little, little little timbits little timmy what is the first thing you learn when you're playing body contact it's very simple when you go to get when a guy goes to hit you you lean against the boards the other way his momentum will make you bounce off i'm watching washington capital guys that are in the nhl a foot away from the boards getting absolutely rocked like it's hockey 101 game. Kids know this. You lean into it. You lean into the board. You don't stay out of foot, so you're going to get The mangled. Washington Capitals suck. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm down with Columbus, man. I thought they showed a lot of guts. Taylor Stevens game. says, uh, don't hate on Drake. So Taylor's uh, <laughs> She's going to be, hi, Drake. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you Saturday afternoon. 
Started from the bottom, ended up here. Started from the bottom, ended here. Every Drake doesn't really like. He doesn't even rap. He just sort of talks over yeah, songs. Yeah. And he has a collab collaborator that does all the hard work. <laughs> really? Yeah, you're right. It is more stream of consciousness yeah, every, talking every, rather every, than it's not. Every it's, Drake, a, it's a different case. Every Drake, is, every Drake hit is Drake featuring Rihanna. <laughs> I like featuring. Yes, featuring, <laughs> featuring Little Wayne. I don't know. People seem to like him, and the fact is, as a um, as a uh, single, middle-aged, 47-year-old, white, bald man, I don't really know if I'm supposed to even like Drake. You know, it's like my grandmother. May she rest in peace. My grandmother told me she hates my radio show, and I told her, with all due respect, Grandma, my demographic are not 84-year-old ladies. I said, it's a good thing you don't like the show. She didn't take that well either. No, 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 no. Tough conversation. Uh, tough love, Cam. I'm honest. What can I say? Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Uh, Cam's still waiting for his, his license. It's a Polish dude. Cam takes offense that I said, well, listen, the license is in black and white. The guy sort of got short hair. You both sort of look like redheaded Brock Lesnar. Uh, he's got, he had, you could tell he had darker hair, but I can understand the one thing that you think. We both have pumpkin heads. Like, he's we have a very, dude. We have very round melons. Like like you, I got a perfect glow. You can understand the confusion with the dude yeah. at the parking lot. That's the guy whose fault this is. I just can't believe So where's it. the Polish guy now? Uh, apparently somebody's on their way. I just <laughs> gave, I just gave, I just gave your concierge phone. my license, but he likes to take walks. I don't know where he goes. But anyway, you know what? We got sports to talk about. I'll deal with the government later all right let's bring in uh <laughs> let's bring in a man right now let's bring in a man that uh, used to be a washington capital fan but he gave up on them because exactly. uh, he knows because they always do things like they did last night they blew it they lost again in a big game a game that they could have and should have won two nothing lead piss it away three two lead piss it away over the other lose. best players gets kicked out of the game doesn't matter they still lose yep, they do they blow the lead <laughs> Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, one of the covers experts. What's up, Steve? I honestly did not check the score last night. Seriously. So they lost? <laughs> yeah, they lost. They lost yeah. in overtime. Yeah, 4-3. Four, four, three. Three. I saw the series. I, I, I did see the series price was only minus 125, which was shocking to me. So I, it shows how little I follow the regular season because um, I guess they were not a dominant team this year like they were last year. You've given up. Well, you know, we were saying this earlier, too. Like the city, you know, the sports teams in Washington. This stuff's contagious, and it's happened yep. in Toronto too, where all the teams have sucked uh, forever, and uh, they always lose. But if you look at the, you know, the teams in Washington, you know, the Washington Nationals continuously are a dominant regular season team, and then they fade in the playoffs. I don't even trust them in a the regular season. No. They piss me off. They they screw me so much, man. What were they last night against Colorado oh. with Geo? Yeah, minus two twenty. Thanks, ruining parlays. Geo wasn't terrible, but they didn't. They hit didn't the hit ball. for him either. I know no, exactly. They, 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 the guy, they, that guy, uh, what's his name? Bettis. The guy's a gas can. He on is. That, he's flammable. Um, 
you know, the Washington Capitals, the Washington Nationals, the Washington Wizards, same type of postseason failure. It's amazing, Steve. Going, you know, it's been since the old hog days with the Redskins, man. That anyone from right. Washington has really won anything. Yeah, it's funny. I was just talking to a guy about three days ago who's a lifelong Redskin fan, and he's rooting for the Vikings this year with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> he's upset about that. So it's he's a true story. So now Redskin fans are him, I was like, that's Well, I was like, you know, I mean, I don't blame him one bit. I, I mean, I'm I'm agnostic to all these teams, as you know, because my favorite team changes on a daily basis, as yours do too, probably. But I mean, the Redskins would give very few people a reason to cheer for him since Snyder took over twenty. It's been about 21 years now, 21 or 22 years, I believe, since they went to, they went to the new stadium in 97. So it's been 21 years since they switched stadiums, and they've barely made the playoffs only a couple times since. Um, at least with the Redskins, you know what you get. They were the worst team in the league in the 60s because Marshall was a racist. He was the last team to allow black players. Then they became pretty good in the 70s there, you know, for a little bit. They were weak again, and they were great in the 80s. Gibbs knew when to jump off the ship. He got out of town in 92 after Super Bowl 26, and they've been terrible since. I didn't realize that the Redskins uh, were the last uh, team to have an African American player. Oh, George Marshall, player. huge, <laughs> yeah, and, huge racist. And the name yeah, of the team terrible. is Redskins still it's now. Unbe- so it's unbelievable. They just had a legacy yeah. of racism I, the whole time. I just and actually, you know what? You know what? I actually did know this because sorry, Cam, but I was yeah. going to say going back to JFK. I believe actually that the the government, the Kennedy, they told them like well, we're going to take away your stadium or we're going to we're going to screw Something with your. Like that happened. Yeah. yeah, it was actually Kennedy then, himself that said, "Listen." We're not going to give you the permits. We're going to shut you down unless you stop being a racist, actually. So exactly. I didn't know that. My bad. I just well, can't I remember believe... the stadium was RFK Stadium is what's even yeah, funnier about right. that, where they played. Yeah, <laughs> it was point, named after Steve. Robert Kennedy, the attorney general. That it's was amazing, a huge stadium, though. We got these names. How come in college, how come in college sports, like Arkansas State goes from Indians to Red Wolves, and then all the teams that were deemed, you know, like bad Native American names, they switched. Yeah, we still have them in the pros. We got Redskins. We got Indians. How come college actually stepped up to the plate rather than the pros did? Because college are uh, gov- government funded, publicly yeah. funded. That's that's no, the I mean, reason. I, obviously, I, I, I know about this because my alma mater, William and Mary, did this. They were the Indians throughout the 1980s, and uh, I was actually talking to somebody about this a few weeks ago. <laughs> Seriously, just having this conversation because like, what is it now? The tribe. The tribe. Yeah. Well, yeah, but what brought up this conversation, though, was that they had to remove the feathers from all the logos about five years ago. You guys might not even realize that, but they switched to the tribe in the late 80s to get away from Indians, but they still had the two feathers on the W&M logo, on the tribe logos, on all the uniforms, everything. And about five, six years ago, they had to replace all the basketball chairs, all the, you know, everything throughout the college. I mean, thousands of dollars to just replace the logo. So it was a W&M without the feathers because a couple of those tribes were going to sue them and they, they couldn't fight it. Meanwhile, Florida State who gives millions a year to the Seminole Nation, got their support. And some Seminole Nation in Oklahoma and some group in California wanted to sue them. And the Seminoles in Florida stood up and fought back for them on their behalf. So the whole thing is just ludicrous. I was going to state that, that Florida State were smart. They gave a yeah. boatload of money to the Seminole tribe. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. They made a boatload. I didn't think they're going to cut a merch sales Seminoles and stuff. didn't get exactly. any money. Exactly. So, yeah, the Seminole so, yeah, tribe exactly. in Oklahoma that fought them, though. Yeah, but we as three white guys probably shouldn't be talking about the tribe stuff, but that stuff happens all the time. There's always a, a rich chief on the road. Yeah, money There's talk, a rich money chief. talks everywhere. He, he but. cuts the deal. Like, sort of like, like the native casinos and stuff. 
Yeah, the guy that owns it and runs it, and yeah, they're raking it in. But it's not like it changes the life for anyone no, else in the community. Exactly. You lived, you lived uh, in a native uh, land before camp. I did. Yeah, no, and a lot of people. It was it, yellow night. It's actually interesting there. It's totally different than in North America, though. Were there casinos? No. Yeah, actually, no. There was not not casinos, and the lottery was run by different province. Saskatchewan ran the lottery, but the best thing about it was they'd get their injury reports back in the day in the morning. So I remember when Allen Iverson was playing for the Sixers, they were like, you know, minus 11. He'd be out of a game. Say the line went down to like minus four or five, right? Like, Steve, the lines wouldn't change in the morning. And me and a couple guys there, we like took advantage, like just absolutely smoked their lottery system. Sort of like the parlay lottery in in Delaware, right? They set the point spread for the day. Now, but the point game is other guys. Now they change it. Now they'll just shut it down. Natives up there, if you're born there. You work for the government in the diamond mine. Most guys are making about two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year. It's a good life. That was the moral of the story. <laughs> uh, me, I work for private radio for like twenty-two k a year. So, should have been born. I don't know if working in anyway. any mine is a good life. I guess you better make two, three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Do you a, get black a, lung from diamond mines also? No, it's a diamond mine. They also they, they also yeah. ca- they also yeah. don't. I know uh, they also cavity search you every day at night. They don't want you sneaking out diamonds, I was right? Say, so yeah. yeah. You got to check the cracks. <laughs> they're making two to three hundred thousand. That wasn't their paycheck. That's what they're stealing, right? Yeah, some good, good, good rocks down there. Cam was making twenty-two k on the radio in Yellowknife. Uh, that's about what Lucky Steve. That's what Steve pays his delivery drivers for the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> One visit to the diamond mine. One visit to the diamond mine makes that all back. <laughs> so you tell the kids, listen, they say no diamond mine, right? <laughs> Get those chicken balls. Get those chicken balls delivered, kid. All right, uh, so. Uh, NASCAR, uh, NASCAR. We got another another short track uh, here, uh, Steve. One of the more popular uh, races. I mean, remember you and I talked about this. Remember they played the football game in Bristol. Was it last year? It was two years ago? Yeah, it might have felt like it was two now. Time flies, but yeah, it was no, recent. No, no. Yeah. Was it Virginia Tech and Tennessee? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, dropped yeah, them. That's Bristol. right. Remember, it was right on the border, right on the border. And it really put in perspective just how big that stadium really is. I know. Like the field was all you, you said it, man. It was huge. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, but. Uh, this this is one of the uh, this is one of the more popular races, isn't it, Steve? Within like the NASCAR community, like the boys down south love this race, don't they? Yeah, I mean Richmond's my home track. Bristol's pretty close, and I've got friends that are season ticket holders at Richmond and Bristol because they love the track. They go down there every year, and it really is an event. It's one track that I have not been to that I would really, of all the tracks out there, this is the one I'd like to see a race because it's completely different. It's not a cookie cutter mile and a half like we saw at Texas last week, which makes up you know basically half the races now. They've been to Martinsville already. That's a half mile. They're going to be at Richmond next week. That's a three-quarter mile. This is a half-mile track at Bristol. But the difference, tremendous banking. Martinsville is flat. Richmond's a little bit bigger. Bristol is a half mile, but it's banked like Daytona, which is a two-and-a-half mile. So that's what you're dealing with here. And drivers that do well here usually continue to do well for that reason because it's a unique track. Kyle Busch has been as good as anybody on the circuit this year, and he's been great at Bristol over the years. Yeah, Kyle Busch. And Kyle, you he's, know, he's the favorite seven to two. Kyle Busch has been dominant uh, this year, but he only got his first win in the last race, and it's amazing. I've been in second place like every damn pick. Yeah. Problem is, I can't say, oh, I should have taken him to, to you know, because the book I'm betting on, you can actually do win, play, show. Top threes, yeah. Like, but, golf, like golf. Yeah, but if I'm betting on Kevin Harvick at plus 275, exactly. what's you're the right. freaking point? Exactly. Right? Exactly. What's if, the if, point? if you bet on a guy 20 to 1, that would change things. But you're right, uh, Steve. You know, Kyle Busch has been absolutely dominant here. Kurt Busch used to really rack up the wins here, too. He hasn't won in a little while, obviously, but the Busch brothers like this track, and this is, you know, this is where the, the better drivers shine, isn't it, uh, so to speak, uh, Steve? 
Yeah, and Kurt Busch was third fastest in practice today. Kyle Busch was fourth, so they both look yep. good. Kevin Harvick is 25th, by the way, but he's been top eight the last five races here, including top three and three of the five. Here's what's interesting about Kyle Busch, though. He's been great on this track during his career. He's been great in general the last couple of years. He won the fall race in Bristol last year, but the three races before that, 35th, 39th, and 38th. So <laughs> pick your poison, you know, but I think that was a bit of a random result. You know, I got a I got a little bit of a sleeper here. This is more of a DFS uh, pick, but Ryan Blaney. Blaney. Yeah, Ryan Ryan Blaney's uh, got a nice track record uh, here as well, Steve. He finished 10th in the fall. He finished 11th a couple years back, but in between he was 33rd and 35th. You know, this is a small track, and it's a half mile. And we talk about Talladega, which is coming up in a few weeks, and Daytona being so unpredictable, the two biggest tracks. But as I said, the banking on this track basically matches those. And you do get some random finishes here because of some, you know, occasional crashes. Um, doesn't happen often, but we see guys like Blaney and Kyle Busch who have been good on this track when they run and they finish have also had some terrible, you know, finishes. And look at Kevin Harvick. He's been top two in f- four of his last six starts, but one of them he finished 35th in between. So, you know, random stuff can happen, and we saw it last week with Truex. Truex had been top five, five straight races, and he finished 37th. He won seven of the 11 mile-and-a-half races last year. He was top 10 in all 11, and he finishes 37th last week. So, you know, it, it once again is why you can't put all your eggs in one basket with these guys. Yeah, Gabe sent me some stuff. It was interesting to read. I was They were breaking it down, a lot of prognosticators and uh, daily fantasy NASCAR guys, and a lot of them are saying fade Truex this week. Yeah, he's 6-1, to one, Steve, and uh, a lot of guys like Kurt Busch, you guys talked about it, 20-1. to one. That's major value for uh, a big pooch who's done well here before, even though Morenci said his recent form's not that great. Yeah, you're definitely right, Cam. You definitely fade Truex this week. He's the third most expensive driver right now at DraftKings, yet he only has one top 14. He only has one finish better than 14th the last six starts here. And four of the six, he's been 21st or worse. And like I said, on his mile-and-a-half tracks last year, he won seven of those 11. So this is the one track you definitely leave him off. There are a lot of guys uh, with a lot of good track record uh, here. Clint Boyer's another one, seven top five uh, finishes in Bristol uh, over the years. Uh, What's your take on Eric Jones is it too trendy this week, uh, Steve, uh, the Eric Jones uh, bandwagon right now? But Eric Jones has uh, run well here in the past. Yeah, I've been using him basically every week, and he's getting a price here now. He's at 8300 but he's been in the low 7000s all season. And look what he's done. He's been basically top 10 in four of the last five races. Um, and I think he could actually run well here. He finished second in his uh, fall start. He was second fastest in practice today. By the way, another name I'll bring up quickly, the fourth most expensive driver this week is Keselowski. He has been 29th or worse in three straight starts here. So Truex and Keselowski, you definitely want to leave off this week, even though they've been really good overall this season. But Eric Jones was Truex's teammate last year, and now he's in an even better car this season. He's in basically Matt Kenseth's old car, and he's been very talented throughout his career. So Eric Jones will probably win a race or two this year. The 20 car. uh, Kenseth has won here before. Who are you betting, Gabe? Who are you guys betting out of the guy? Like, you're getting a little like. Well, we got to see the updated yeah. odds again. A lot of the books pull the odds right now, so I'll see the reposted odds. But there's the usual suspects here, man. You know, like really, it's not not going to be a surprise. Kyle Busch, seven to Harvick, nine to two. Um, you know, a long shot here. Ricky Stenhouse, a nice DFS pick. Uh, I think Ricky Stenhouse Jr. But. As far as a win, I don't know, Steve. I'm I'm looking at the usual suspects here, but there's not going to be a lot of value. Maybe a Boyer, you know, take take a shot with a Boyer, a little bit of value there. 
I like Clint Boyer on these type of tracks. You know, we, we saw him win at Martinsville a couple weeks ago, and he's been very good at Bristol. He's been very good at Richmond over the years as well. You know what it is? He's though, got Cam? the monkey off his back, too. He's probably feeling pretty good after the win. Right now, I'll put it this way. Right now, so far in the season, it's it's Harvick, Bush, and then everybody else. Right? And, you know, is, is one of these other guys going to step up and win one of these races? But it's hard to say, it's hard to bet against Kyle Bush and Kevin Harvick right now, isn't it, Steve? Well, it's not only that, Gabe. It's the two teams. Because last year, Gibbs was dominant, and that was part of Truex as part of the Gibbs team. And then, of course, yep. Kyle Bush was dominant as well. And now look at this year. Kevin Harvick's been dominant. Clint Boyer has resurged because he's been on that team for a couple of years. And Kurt Bush is on that team. And a yep. guy I keep bringing up and a girl I keep slamming is Danica's no longer in the 10 car. And Eric Alamola has been running very well as part of that team as well. And it just, you know, once again, shows how overrated Danica Patrick was. But Clint Boyer is a talented <laughs> driver. And he just had terrible equipment until recently. But, yeah, those You're two teams are heads and bubs there. Yeah, I'm a, that's right. Yeah, you can't, I don't you like can't say Danica's, Danica a, Patrick's a, Danica's great. a bad She's driver, great. right? Yeah, it makes sense. politics. You, you're a racist if you don't like a black politician, right? Yeah, that's it. You don't like you're black a racist racist. if you don't like a white politician. <laughs> you're a black Cam was racist because he didn't. Cam didn't work at the diamond mine, so he was racist. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Cam's racist because he's offended that I told him he looks like the Polish dude. Cam's got like another. He's got a Polish guy's license right now. He he parked his car, Steve. <laughs> He parked his car in like a, in a parking garage, but like there's security in the building, so you have to leave your your license like when you're a visitor. Yeah. So the dumbass that works there handed Cam the wrong license. I didn't even look at it. You know, you <laughs> assume, it, you Cam, assume Cam, it's the right one. Cam got offended because yeah, I crazy. said, "Well, the guy kind of looks like you. They both have like big pumpkin heads." I said, when "He kind of looks like you." You had the wrong license. How much later? So Cam. When Cam, I got here. Yeah, he realized, like, yeah, when he was oh miles goodness. away. <laughs> so he's trying to – I'm screwed. They're playing phone tag now, trying to coordinate to get to exchange licenses. It's hilarious. But so Cam's blaming the guy, and I said, I don't know, man. I said, hey, Steve, it's like uh, like when you bet at the window. you got to check your ticket, man. Yeah, check your ticket. He didn't look at the license when he gave it no, to I you. I didn't even like, think yeah. about it. Cam, that, Cam, this might be your big break. You need to Google and Facebook this guy. This could be your big break. You could change your life right now, and who knows? Cam this doesn't know how to log on to Facebook. <laughs> Cam's like one of the, the congressmen in Terry Grill, Grill and Zuckerberg. Uh, what is Facebook? Is this like AOL? <laughs> I will say this, though, Marenzi. I looked at the guy. I think he's got more money than me. He, he was in the contractor That's parking lot. That's what I'm line, saying. So, yeah, good call, Steve. All right, Steve. Uh, we, got about a, you, you, we got about Use the Google. We, use the Google. <laughs> we got about a minute left uh, here, Steve. NBA tomorrow and over the weekend. Has uh, begun. I'm going to the Raptor game. I don't really want to be laying eight points. Raptors really struggle in game one of they playoff do. series as well. But I do think they're going to win the game. What do you think about that game one, that game one and the NBA card? Well, I think it's interesting you bring up the Raptors because, you know, you talked about earlier how the city of Washington and how Toronto kind of has those failures as well. This is the year yep. for the Raptors. I mean, the Cavs are definitely down a notch. The Celtics are beat up. The Raptors are the best team in the East, I think. And we're going to see if they can continue the momentum <laughs> they've built over the last few years if they have that game one futility because it does start worrying you a bit. You're right. Yeah. They're on the clock. If Washington beats them the first game, it's going to be a disaster. That's all I'm saying. Get, take care of your business. Kyle, you Lowry, Kyle Lowry is quoted just an hour ago saying that uh, game one is like game seven. Exactly. Tomorrow. exactly. They know it. Always a pleasure, Steve. Thanks, guys. Take care, Steve. Steve Merrill with us. Uh, Bob Pano. Join us in about 20 minutes. 
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. I don't know if, uh, you know, we're in some sort of backwards Twilight Zone type of vortex it's, or something like this. It's but dark. It's like dark and cold. It's like Bleak. we live in, like, Siberia now. It reminds me of the uh, the uh, Seinfeld finale when they had a choice. They had the plane, <laughs> the NBC plane. Not the Ted Danson plane, but uh, it's still a pretty good plane. They had, uh, they, they could go wherever they want. They're like, well, well let's go to Russia. Elaine says, let's go to Russia and uh, Jerry says, no, no, uh, we're not going to Russia. Russia's too bleak. <laughs> and she said, it, it's it's spring. It won't be bleak. It's springtime. And Costanza had a great line. If it's bleak, it's, it's bleak. bleak. <laughs> and it's true. Right now, it's just bleak. It's a bleak day. It's a dark day. And it's like everything's backwards, man. It's, it's like winter is approaching and not spring. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't either, but it's uh, it's not fun walking around in the neighborhood. There are lots of wind tunnels too outside the studio. It sucks. Yeah, cold, uh, cold, cold as hell out there. All right, but it is it is hockey weather, and the NHL playoffs continue. They continue this evening. Very tricky uh, though tonight. Well, game I twos are tough. Like very, very difficult right now. Pittsburgh Penguins, of course, embarrassed and humiliated the Philadelphia Flyers in uh, in Game One, um, seven nothing. Which I would say, and I told Ted Savransky this, our boy Teddy Covers uh, last night. I said, you know, seven nothing is uh, that's like losing forty nine nothing in hockey. Okay? In a football, uh, in a football yeah, game, for right? sure. That's it like is. a hockey. Yeah, equivalent. it's almost even worse. It's almost yeah, like fifty five to nothing. Yeah, it's it's really bad, man. Like you to lose a game by seven goals, you quit. You were brutal. But I'll tell you one thing. I like to come back to on angles like with teams that got blown out. It works a lot of the time, but I don't know if I have faith in the Flyers. Like I'm just their goaltending is absolutely brutal. Brian Elliott was supposed to be the doorstop. He's he's junk. And despite having good offensive forwards that got uh, defensemen like Gods the Bay here, they they they're they're so bad defensively. Their goaltending stinks. They put Mrazek in. Pen- Penguins are too good, man. You know what? You see Crosby and these guys. Getzel looks like a Hall of Fame. They don't. They're not losing seven nothing in game today. Yeah, I'm taking. Battle I got Getzel tonight in my lineup. Um, the um, the Pittsburgh Penguins are minus two twenty tonight. I don't really want to lay a goal and a half. It's plus one forty if you want to do that. The Flyers, but Kim, you're a big fan of this, and you you called it. You called yep. your shot the other night. You pulled a Babe Ruth. You're like I'm taking the Yankees. Yep. And um, you talk about teams responding after really, really humiliating and embarrassing losses. It's a good gambling angle a lot of the time. But I still think they lose. I yeah, think Philadelphia that's, that's play better, and then they'll end up losing 5-4 tonight or something. So if you look at, uh, and you like Pittsburgh, I'm with you. I think Philadelphia plays better tonight. You don't want to lay the 1.5 plus 140, so you put the Penguins at minus 220 in parlays. In a parlay other, with, with the Winnipeg Jets. Yep. And the Winnipeg Jets, this is the, the, this is the opposite of the, the Philadelphia and Pittsburgh game in the sense that the Winnipeg Jets were, won game one. 
And even though they they outshot him, and you look at the shots on goal, and it was like 46-26 or whatever the hell it was, you would think, oh, you know, the Jets played well. They won a game at home. The Jets really didn't play well in game one. They had a lot of pressure on them that they hadn't won a playoff game in, in modern history. They got that pressure out of the way. I think tonight, and so it's like I think that Pittsburgh and Philadelphia comes back down, water finds its level, and it's a little closer tonight. And I think tonight, I think Minnesota played as well as they can play the other night, and they still lost. And I think Winnipeg will even be more comfortable tonight in game two at home. No more pressure camp. They finally won that playoff game. I wouldn't be surprised if they just sweep the Wild now, to be honest with you. I, I, yeah. I think the Wild are in trouble. I think the Jets play better hockey tonight than they did in game one and win this game tonight. I watched I watched every single minute of that Jets game. I'm going to tell you, Gabe, they were loose defensively, but still, as bad as the Jets played in that game, the chances that they had on Devin Dubnik, they're so much quicker than the Minnesota Wild. They had so many opportunities. Dubnik actually stood on his head for like multiple, multiple spurts in that game, the way Boston beat down Toronto. Winnipeg was a little bit snake bit there. Defensively, they didn't look as good. I'm with you. If Devin Dubnik does not stand on his head and play probably the best game of his career, Winnipeg could beat Minnesota by three or four goals tonight. Like, I could see a 6-2 to two type of game. They will murder them. They're a way better team. Much better. Winnipeg is a very dangerous uh, hockey They're, team right yes. now. They play bad, and they still play good. I think the only thing that uh, can stop them right now is the fact uh, that uh, Tim Anderson picked them to win the Stanley Cup. The Andercurs. Yeah, it's a concern, but uh, I think we'll get over it. The Andercurs. Uh, Andercurs picked uh, Matt Kuchar to win the tournament uh, this weekend. Did he really? No, I'm just busting your balls. You all scared did he really? You know what the worst is, Gabe? You, you took Matt Kuchar. Actually, I do. Matt Kuchar is in uh, yeah, right So now. what's the deal? Your, your, your DraftKings golf team's killing it right yeah, now. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you got, it's, are all five, everyone in the top ten yeah. right now? I got T3, Luke List. We talked about Matt Kuchar, T3, Bryson DeChambeau, T8. And then Tony's guys, we talked about Xander Shifley, we both had. Yep. So, like, yeah, and Cameron Shifley. And Ryan, like, they're all, like, actually, I have one guy 26. All the rest are inside the top 10. So, it's, like, really good. Shifley's a really good player. Man, so right now you can uh, fill in Shifley in hockey or in golf. Yeah. You'll be doing well. If you're a Shifley, you're a winner. Shifley. The Jets are on Shif- the list. Shifley had a good game in game one. Yeah, damn right he did. <laughs> Mark Shifley's a really good hockey player, man. I think he's like more, probably one of the more underrated players in the league. I was, I was looking at the DraftKings hockey tonight. We'll talk about this at 6 uh, with the Tony Sincata. But it is tough. I mean, tonight, you can't really take that, like the Vegas Kings game, you can't really take anyone in DFS. It's, I think it's going to be another low-scoring game. You take a goaltender. I think, yeah, I got Marc-Andre yeah. Fleury again tonight. So, And uh, so Drew Doughty suspended uh, for tonight's uh, hockey game. That's a huge loss, man. Massive loss. Not, like, I can't even tell you. They already have two guys that they got called up, right? Alex Martinez and Doughty are, are the, the guys that stir the drink. Dion Phaneuf is going to have to lo- log many, many minutes for the Kings. He's an old veteran, Gabe. I, I, I'm telling you, what does Vegas do well with speed? Oh, my God, the Kings back end. Jonathan Quick is going to have to stand on his head tonight for L.A. to win that game. Like, he's going to have to steal the game. The L.A. Kings were unable to slow Las Vegas down in game one in the sense of the pace of play. Vegas played a regular season style of game. They didn't dump the puck. They made plays. They skated fast. Uh, they forechecked. They get on you. Mark Andre Fleury was great. Uh, oh, he was pipes. fantastic. Yeah. But right now, you know, Cam, we always talk about it when you're in Vegas and it keeps coming up black. You don't bet on red. And right now in Vegas, it's coming up black. And let's not get in front of this. I'm not ready to say, oh no, the Kings are going to bounce back tonight. I think Vegas win another. It'll be close. 
I think they squeeze this one out and go to Los Angeles up to nothing, and then the Kings will be in desperation mode. I can tell you one thing. Without Drew Doughty, they're going to have to change the whole strategy, what they have. Like, they're going to have to do some crazy stuff. It's a big loss. They're going to have to have guys that are totally going to pinch. They're going to take risks. they got to gamble. And hurts them offensively, yes, too, yes, on the power he's an, plays, yes, he's, an, he, he, yeah. he's the captain. He's the quarterback of the power play. I'll tell you one thing, though. For guys that are that big, like, Kopitar was a little bit snake bitten, but L.A., if you're going to do anything in this series, the one advantage you have is to murder these guys in front of the net with your, like, you're huge. you got guys who are 6'3", 230 pounds. They're monsters. They could just stay in front of the net, and the Vegas defenseman can't take care of them. But as you stated, Marenzi, Fleury saw everything he sees, he saves. I loved I loved the under five, uh, 5.5 in game yeah, one. You're getting 5 flat now. Hammered it, yeah. It's plus 100 to the under 5, but if you're patient... Basically, when you bet the end game, when they start, when they open up the game right before a couple yeah. of minutes before the game, when it's a five like this, they'll make it five and a half, like minus 155. Yeah, then you're going to say, sure, sucks. That's, that's what I did Drink last night. Drink the juice. That, the that's juice. what I did last night in the Sharks and the Ducks game. Now, I was on the Sharks last night. Good I call. was on the under. Yeah, I was on the under, too. So, you know, it was a nice, uh, a nice hit, but I really thought the game could go to overtime. We talked about it. One in seven right now, man. And. I don't feel these games are going overtime tonight, but I don't have a damn choice. I'm going to lower the limits. I'm going to lower the units now on these overtime props. Tomorrow's the day I'm going to step up with these uh, overtime props. I'll give myself a little bit of credit with Columbus, and I'll give you and uh, Steam Shrimps credit with uh, that uh, San Jose pick. San Jose was a really good dog last night. I'll tell you something. Watching Anaheim, not even this year, I'm taking it back to all the years, Gabe, that they weren't trendy. They look old. They look tired. They don't look like the same guys. They're star players. Like, Getzlaff can, like, maybe be magical, but you know what I mean? Corey Perry's been a ghost for so long now. They are not the same scary ducks. Ooh. Like, now who's the, who's the scariest guy in the ducks? Ricard Raquel. And that's all you need to know. So if you're the San yep. Jose Sharks, you picked up Evander Kane. The Sharks are actually the, the Sharks, younger ones. I'm going to yeah. tell you something. The Sharks are a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous dog. And Martin Jones is an above-average goalie. The, the, the addition of Evander Kane helps Mar, uh, helps uh, Pavelski and all these other studs, and they got young, good players like Donsky and all these guys. Like the Sharks right. are a they, weird, Marlo, weird team. Marlow is a good player, but it wasn't you know no, he's been not, there he, forever. Yeah. They let him go. You're right. They and got the young Ducks stars. Still have the same guys they've had every year Correct. for the last eight years battling. You said it, and and you know what? They never won before. What makes you think they're going to win now? And I'll tell you, the San Jose Sharks. If you like a deep, deep sleeper in the West, uh, that team and Evander Kane. He's happy now. He finally is happy. Like, remember he went to Buffalo and in the Jets. Ugh, not He looks like he's at home. They have good body chemistry on that bench. I watched that game, man. Anaheim looked totally outplayed. You want to talk about the Leafs looking bad? The Ducks look just as bad. So looking at uh, looking at this right now for tonight, That's this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Penguins parlayed with, with, with the Winnipeg yeah. Jets. Good call. It's uh, plus 118. I like that. It's a good take back. It's uh, plus 118. I'm going to lay the minus 160 with the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think that number is going to go up. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like minus 170, minus 175 by the time they drop the puck uh, tonight. The total is five there. I'm going to hope to get a five and a half uh, right when the, when the game starts. And I'm actually going to go with the under um, in, in the Jets and, and the wild game under five and a half. And I'm not an over better, man. I hate, especially as a high number of six. But the fact is, every freaking time the Flyers and the Penguins play, it goes over the number. Exactly. Like, the Flyers have scored five goals or more against these guys in, like, seven straight games or something. You talk about it coming up black? Think about this. 
in the Flyers' best case scenario, what? How many goals do you think Pittsburgh scores? Probably three or four. Yeah, I'm thinking in the best case. Scenario, I actually think, and I think Philadelphia the Flyers score could score three or four yeah, goals tonight. To. I think the final score tonight. I'm going to say a game. I think it's going to be like five to four. Like I think it's going to be one of those old school 1980s. Let's score some goals game. I'm, it, I'm taking the over at six. Yeah, so could why be, not? It could be two two right away after yeah. after the first period of play. Correct. Uh, or so. And uh, I don't know, man. Now that I'm going to bet the over, it'll probably end up being 0-0. Zero, zero. Two to one. <laughs> that Leafs game must have frustrated you because you were one of the only guys that liked the under. Leaf did. Well, I had under that, six. That, I got Boston, Boston scored their damn goals. I know exactly. Oh. Like, the fact that they couldn't get it. Nazem Kadri. He's the reason it went over. pushed. Sorry. Single-handedly screwed me. He cost two goals. You know, the penalty The penalty at the end of the, 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 the second period led to a goal. And then his stupid little, his boarding act there led to another goal. Two goals that didn't need to happen, Cam. I'm lucky I got out of that with a push. What's what's frustrating though is I took an in-game five and a half oh, as God, well. I hate that. Yeah, I like to push yeah. to push the envelope sometimes. Yeah, keep the units, buddy. Well, yeah, I, you've been good with the totals. Just keep the I units. I figured. Well, I figured. Listen, if it gets to six, I'm going to get the push at least. So I'll pull the trigger at five and a half now too. Yeah, I had a big play on it, man. I don't know if you saw me on Twitter. That's why I was raging so much on Twitter about it, but. You know that that was that was a, it was an embarrassing display last night. The Toronto Maple Leafs, all the talk of how they're ready and after last year learning yep. in the playoffs, they looked actually worse. Yeah, they they regressed. They, they just they looked like a bunch of teenagers that were just overwhelmed that didn't understand. It's very disappointing. You know, they, they didn't hit yeah. anybody. They didn't they didn't finish checks. They didn't go into the corner to fight for loose pucks. They didn't block shots. They just skated around. They just sort of floated. The it's best like, way yeah. of putting it, they floated around. It's like they listened to their own hype. When they were playing Washington last year, it was nice because no one gave them a damn chance. You saw how good they played. That's the truth. It's regression. These guys, are, what, what do you think? Oh, you're just going to walk into Boston and beat these guys easily? It was a pathetic performance, and you said it. Babcock makes a lot of money. If this team doesn't make adjustments and beats Boston on Saturday night, it's going to be very, very tough for the Leafs. They got to, they, if they can find a way to steal a game and play their asses off, then we'll have a series. We will say, too, Boston, Boston, tough place to play. That crowd it is fired crowd, up they're, they're, they're good hockey fans there. I know we talk and we crack jokes. What, stuff, do you think of, uh, what do you think of them chanting, we want the cup after uh, it's pretty, game? Pretty stupid. But, uh, <laughs> a little early. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, these guys, hey, I don't we, have a, we want the cup is for, like, round three. Four. I don't have a problem with it. No, but it's They've just got a bad, their eye on the price. Yeah, it's just a bad chant. Uh, They've got their eye on the price. I, I, I prefer Nashville's uh, chance. They got uh, when they're mocking the other goaltender and stuff. They do a lot of uh, good soccer chants in Nashville. These guys really figured it out. That was a scary game, man. Colorado. They played their. They played great. They Des, played great, man. And then Nashville was got got scared in that game. It was what a battle. Des Bryant let go by the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. And um, the recruiting has already begun across uh, across the National Football League. Tyler on uh, Matthew says, "Come to Houston, bro." <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, you got to come to the Jaguars. It just doesn't end. Jermichael Finley. <laughs> Des to the Packers. Let's do it. Anthony Adams, Des Bryant. Come on, man. Come to the Chicago Bears. Man, Des Bryant, like, sees all these. He's yeah. got a question mark, too. Like, uh, Actually, you know what? Des Bryant says, now it's personal. Yeah. yeah, well, no kidding. It's personal. I like how the media is like, oh, Des Bryant says he's now he's, you know, he's really motivated. He just got released by exactly. the Dallas Cowboys. Of course he's motivated. Tell you one thing: if he ends up with uh, Aaron uh, Rodgers and the Packers, that could be some scary situation. I bet those guys would have good chemistry. Well, you know, Des Bryant's not—he's not 
the Des Bryant that he used to be anymore. He's still got a ga- he's still got gas in the tank, though. I think he can have another good uh, one he's or two got, good no, seasons. He's got, he's still, yeah, he's got yeah. still a few years left in him. I'm not stating that he's done, but he's not the same player uh, that he was. I think that he has to do what uh, Larry Fitzgerald has done, and Larry Fitzgerald's really extended his career, and you look at the numbers. Larry Fitzgerald's yep. catching more footballs than he's ever caught before, and that's after moving inside. Yep. Des Bryant doesn't have the breakaway. He never really was yep. a fast guy. But the thing with Des is he's big. He is a big guy. He's yep. a ripped dude. So move him on the inside, and you call. look. You look at uh, Fitzgerald's had massive success yep. in Arizona on the inside because the fact of the matter is when you're on the inside, you end up uh, with linebackers covering you. He's going to tell yeah, exactly. You He's end up with linebackers nice or you end up with like the third or fourth best defensive back on the other team because they're going to have their best guys on the corners dealing with the fast guys on the outside. So, you you know, these older guys, look, look at Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, not an old guy, but he came out of USC. There was a lot of hype about him. And, he, you know, a lot of people are disappointed in him. Yeah. Him and Jordan Matthews as well. They were disappointed in both of the, the Eagle wide receivers. And look at Aguilar. Aguilar was a he, massive part of the, the Eagles' yep. success. Changed their game. He changed his game. Well, they, they, and they adjusted his game to they make him successful. His position. Yeah. By them bringing in Alshon Jeffrey, and it forced him to move into the Correct. slot. And nobody, you know, linebackers can't cover him. The guy's a good wide yep. receiver. He could be, a, you know, an outside wide receiver, but suddenly he's in a slot, and it's it's very it, it's it leads to big big matchup uh, sure. troubles. So like Des Bryant, he'll be a monster in the slot. Yeah. So Des Bryant in the slot with someone like Aaron Rodgers with the quick hits and Des just running seven eight yards and then bam, you know, you're not throwing thirty eight yard bombs down you know the sideline to Des Bryant anymore. It's not happening, and we've seen it started not to happen over the last couple of years. But, you know, the Dallas Cowboys are somewhat of a weird, dysfunctional offense at times. They phased him out. Yep. They, you know, Dak, run, Dak, run, 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 run. There was a lot of times where you'd wonder, listen, why doesn't Dak just throw it up? Sort of a jump ball, right? Like, he's good at battling and stuff. So he can still help you in the end zone. I threw it out there. This was off the top of my head when he got, uh, when he got released a couple hours ago. First team I thought of, San Francisco 49ers. Building team trying to become a yep. contender with Jimmy Garoppolo. Green Bay Packers, as you mentioned. Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers would be a nice fit, I think, in the slot to go along with Devontae Adams. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Level 2. It's Friday, which means we are now one day away from the start of the National Basketball Association playoffs. And surprisingly enough, the Golden State Warriors get the early game. 12 o'clock local time in San Francisco. Craziness. San Antonio Spurs and the Golden State Warriors, Toronto Raptors. 
Washington Wizards, Miami Heat, Philadelphia 76ers, and then the nightcap Saturday night, the Pelicans and the Blazers. We talked about it yesterday. That's the upset right there. I actually like the Pelicans plus the five and a half in I game do too. one. I agree. 100%. I think the Pelicans are going to win this series. You can get the Pelicans at plus 175 to win the series. That's the one sort of sort of series bet and yep. the future that catches my eye the most. Yeah, the Pelicans look good in the series. I think they can beat Portland, and you know Portland. They're, they're flaky, too. New Orleans, man, I, I think I'm surprised, actually, the line is that big. When you look at the Boston Celtics, what are they up to? They're, they opened up at a buck 40, now a buck 60 in that one. But I'm like, wow, the Pelicans are actually, that's a true dog instead of Milwaukee. I, you like them a hell of a lot better than the Bucks against the Celtics. Like, they're in a good spot, and you're getting plus 185. The Celtics in the Bucks series is a tough one. I'm still leaning towards the uh, the Boston Celtics and the, the Celtic mystique to find a way and Coach Brad Stevens to find a way to get it done. Uh, but that that's that, that's a tough series right there. All right, uh, we'll get back to the Des Bryant stuff as well and what, uh, what team's a good fit for him. As I said, I think San Francisco is a good fit. Green Bay is a good fit. Cam, Seattle Seahawks would be a good yes. fit. Uh, the Buffalo Bills... Uh, could use him. The Baltimore Ravens uh, could use him. There's a lot of teams. Uh, Des Bryant won't be out of work long. Let's bring in uh, a man that's a member of uh, Johnny Manziel's party posse. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bobano. From uh, sportsmemo.com, as well as you can uh, watch him break down the National Hockey League playoffs on the SBR YouTube page. Ian Cameron joins us. What's up, Abano? Well, I'm doing good, guys. I mean, I was going out to watch the hockey last night, and sure enough, it's 14 degrees Celsius. It feels like we got a blast of spring. The weather's starting to turn in our favor, finally. And today it's raining, and now they're calling for an ice storm this weekend, and uh, it's back to the same old. Like many things in our lives, guys, the good things didn't last too long when it came to the weather. Wow, that's depressing. It's bleak. <laughs> bleak. It's bleak. If you're bleak, you're bleak. And it's bleak. Yeah, it's terrible out there. Yeah, I swear no. to God, you think Look it's, how dark it is. You like, think it's November. It feels like it's like November. It just doesn't end. It's like a Mel Gibson movie, man. We're stuck in like a post-apocalyptic Arctic vortex. It's Friday the 13th today. And think about this. Munis usually open up at the, like the end of March and early April, Gabe. There's no golf course that's going to be open for, till when, mid-May? If you want to if you want to break your wrist and arm taking some divots. What do you I say, Cam? What, I don't know what the hell you're going to do. You say, Cam, when I start to really rage, you can see like the vein yeah, in my I, forehead I, I, starts I, to bulge. I see it now. I'm, no, I'm going to check. I'm going to check. The, the, the veins will start to bulge right now. The fact what? that it is Friday the 13th. Yeah. Friday the 13th. Movies better be on tonight. <laughs> Uncle Buck. Uncle, that's, Quince, a, that's a thriller. Uncle Buck. He's cooking Quince. our garbage. <laughs> Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. I'm looking at AMC. Come on, AMC. It's Friday the 13th. Man, what kind of world are we living in? When you don't even get Friday the 13th movies on Friday the 13th. Why am I getting Blazing Saddles? Not even a Halloween? Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing here. <laughs> now, now I'm need upset. Alice like, Cooper this just... uh, schedule. Feed his Frankenstein, yeah. Garbage, man. Friday the 13th. Great, great, uh, great movie franchise. Great, great oh, films. It is. <laughs> great films. 
Great films. Great movie franchise. <laughs> Great films. Love Jason Voorhees. Well, yeah, that was one of the most more, more influential oh, yeah, uh, horror sure. movies of all. Are, oh, you, yeah. Yeah, are, are you into horror? You, you strike me, Babano, as someone that would like horror movies. I don't, I don't mind them. I, I wouldn't rush to go out and see one. It's got to be really see, good. That, it's got to be. That's a, you, don't, you don't mind them. That's no, a guy that's, that means you don't like that's horror. That's not a horror yeah. movie buff. Yeah. Then. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not going to make a point of it. It's got to be really good. Like, I'm not going to actually just sit through a horror movie just because of the, I hear, oh, it's a horror movie's come out. I got to hear that it's good. It's got to be scary. I mean, it's got to really, like, make your head spin in terms of just the fright, the sudden scenes where just all of a sudden, wham, you get smacked by something you don't expect to see. Truth or dare. Hit, hit me with that hammer. Have you seen the commercial for that one yet? It's the worst. Smash. It sounds like John Madden there. Wham. Oh, Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby is probably when you talk you about classics. It. Like, it's a classic horror movie. Yeah, but it's creepy. It's very, yeah. <laughs> like, bleak, bleak, cinema, yeah, yeah that's ultra cinematography. Bleak. It's like The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Babano, uh, uh, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm disappointed in you, Babano. I figured you'd be into uh, Friday, you know, uh, uh, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Great movies. <laughs> the classics are good. It's the newer ones sometimes that really hit, miss the mark. Brentsy's killing me right now. Hellraiser, <laughs> The Evil Dead. Yeah, you like Hellraiser? No, I'm actually yeah, you know uh, it's it, it could be better. What, Hellraiser? Yeah, it was okay. And, and you talk about movie franchises, like... Friday the Thirteenth, and uh, well, Hellraiser. I, I, yeah, yeah, Hellraiser wasn't. It's, it's not as gimmicky. Yeah, it's. Yeah, you're right. It isn't. It has Friday the Thirteenth. Just a dude in a hockey mask. Yeah, it's nice though. You know, <laughs> chicks are getting. Everyone's going to ready for get for the skinny dip, and here comes Jason from the swamp. You know, he I don't know which. From the bar. I don't know which one it was, but uh, I saw it on TV like last year. It was awesome. It was like one of the um, Rob Zombie. Uh, produced it. Oh yeah, Rob yeah, Zombie yeah, yeah. does good horror yeah, movies. Actually, he really does. So he did a Friday the Thirteenth. It was like in the future. So uh, basically, they were in space. So it's basically like a spaceship and stuff. And they had Jason, like he was frozen. Nice. Except uh, I guess he thawed. He thawed out. <laughs> but you did. Right? You did. <laughs> the thing it is, got hot. No, but scientists. So it was like basically like you know four hundred years in the future. So they had the. His body and the scientists were like, "Don't worry about it. We can we can handle him." It's he's four hundred years yeah. ago. That's prehistoric. He's he's nothing. So he's on a spaceship. Oh, it was awesome. Jason woke up on a spaceship, killed everybody. Uh, yeah, for sure. The ship then crashed into like uh, a planet and destroyed people. Like Jason caused so much havoc up there in space. It was awesome. Like he's smashing into satellites. That's a great point. Causing havoc on Earth, even though he's up there. I, I was space. thinking the same thing. I'm thinking after Jason murders everybody on the ship, how is he going to guide it? Because he's not a captain, right? He's a killer. He's, he's, he's not a pilot of a spaceship. That's a great call. The predicted ending is Jason hitting a planet. And it happened. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you, can, you can't make it. Yeah, it's perfect. I wish we could. I wish we could now, bet. that's good storytelling. Can, can we bet on that? That's good storytelling. Well, you didn't like my license story? I thought it was pretty strong, but anyway. It was weak. <laughs> weak. Bleak. All right. Weak and bleak. So hopefully I don't lead the listeners down the path of some dead bank rolls here. Let's hope, hope we avoid that. No, you've been doing good, Babano. We're, we're on Columbus. I'll give Gabe credit for uh, San Jose. You guys have both been on Vegas. Uh, your totals have been doing pretty good. So, yeah, yeah other, other than your Leaf pick. Uh, Let's, get to, yep. Let's, get, Let's to get to tonight. Let's get to tonight. The Leafs yeah. sucked last night. Don't worry. Babano's making money. So, uh, Flyers and Penguins uh, tonight. Obviously, it was a route in game one. Uh, Penguins are up to minus 220 right now. I think the Penguins are going to win again, but it's going to be a closer game tonight. What do you make of the NHL card? Do you like one of the games or a total better than anything else? What do you like tonight? 
Well, we're just going to keep riding Philly-Pittsburgh over the total. It's cashed six straight times in head-to-head meetings. Now, Philadelphia is going to score, I think, tonight. I can't expect them to get shut out one more time. I'm not sure I trust the Flyers guys to, to win this game, but I did take Philadelphia at plus 158 in the first period. Just a first period bet because you would think after getting shut out 7 nothing, if you are going to see the best of what Philadelphia has to offer, you think you would think you're going to see it in the first 20 minutes of this game coming off that 7 nothing shutout loss. So I took a little flyer first period bet at a good plus price there and the over for the game. Uh, Minnesota-Winnipeg, uh, interesting game there. A little lean to the over there, but, you know, Minnesota played pretty good defensively. Winnipeg didn't have a great a multitude of quality danger chances in that last game, even though they had a lot of shots, quality of chances weren't there. I think Vegas uh, takes care of business again against LA uh, in the late game. Uh, Vegas team total over two and a half makes sense. That LA defense without Drew Doughty with that suspension tonight, they're going to ask on Christian Folan and Fantenberg and Paul Ledoux and all these guys that are not used to playing way ton of minutes on the ice. They're going to have to all pull the load and do a lot more. I'm not sure they're up to the task. That Vegas speed in game one looked too much for LA and now without Doughty on the ice, could be even worse for them tonight. Yeah, Jonathan, quick too. Like you saw, Gabe and I were talking about it. Like it was, it was a steal to get to five and a half. Especially, you know what it is? You know what it is? I, I know the angles and it's the same thing happens every year. You say things repeat. The Pacific Division teams and the late West Coast teams, Anaheim, San Jose, Vegas, L.A., they played a more unders, Babano, and I know it's fly, five flat tonight. I don't know. Vegas offense doesn't really intimidate anybody. They looked uh, not, very pedestrian, even though the goalies made saves, and uh, I don't know. Uh, Jonathan Quick plays good in net. It seems like a low total, but uh, what do you think about five flat tonight, L.A. and Vegas? Uh, I think this total is tough. I like the team total over for Vegas. I don't love the game total either way. I don't know if I can trust L.A. to score the goal, score goals. I think Fleury was comfortable. He really wasn't – didn't have many uh, guys in his face the other night. I thought he saw the puck very well. I think L.A. is going to have to get more traffic, go after some loose rebounds, just fire from anywhere. You know, try to just – don't do a big slap shot. Do a nice little uh, twisted wrister. Uh, you know, and get it on net uh, on uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Look for some rebounds. Try to get some offense going that way for LA. They look to be just pounding the puck too hard. Just a little wrister. Take something off it. Look for rebounds and get some traffic in front of the net. I love that first period bet you made. By the way, I don't know. I'm, I, I kind of disagree. Like I, that Winnipeg game. I know you guys talked about the shots, but when I watched that game, I don't know. I thought I thought like Minnesota looked. As about as good like they're I don't think they you said the game I don't think they can play better they can't play any better they're I think they're outmatched Winnipeg has so many weapons on the team but man I'm I don't want to lay lay it down with those guys but I'm going to take them in regulation and to win what do you think you, you like the Jets tonight or uh, I know it's a lot of juice for you the Winnipeg regulation bet's not a bad call. Uh, it definitely, I think, can happen. See, I like Winnipeg from the beginning in this series, and when I get that kind of opinion before the series and I don't see anything that's changed my mind to this point, I'm just simply not going to bet the other side. I said Winnipeg, I like them in this series, so I'm looking to bet Winnipeg or nothing uh, from a side perspective unless Minnesota starts changing something or showing me that they can better compete and win games in this series, and I haven't seen that yet. I think they played as very good for 40 minutes and then, a bad defensive third period against Winnipeg in game one, and that was all she wrote, and that allowed the Jets to win. It's like the Nashville-Colorado series, guys. Colorado, as good a punch as you can throw Nashville for 40 minutes, and it still wasn't good enough, and you ended up losing 4-2 by two goals. I mean, the best that Colorado and Minnesota have to bring to the table, I'm not sure either of it's good enough to beat Winnipeg or Nashville in those two series. 
or let's talk about the NBA, yeah. the San Antonio Spurs and the Golden State Warriors in the first game up at 3 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock uh, Pacific in in Oaktown. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are eight-point favorites, identical point spread and identical money line to the Toronto Raptors and the Washington Wizards. They're both eight-point favorites. It's uh, minus 360 on the money line, both respectively. The Miami Heat are six-and-a-half-point favorites, right? Uh, six-and-a-half-point underdogs. They were getting uh, seven. It's come down a little bit of money on the Heat. Uh, right now and then the pelicans and the trailblazers the late night contest on saturday night uh the portland trailblazers are five and a half point favorites the total is 217 should be a higher scoring series uh that series what's your take on saturday's nba card bob bano well san antonio golden state that one's going to be brief that's a terrible series from my standpoint i wanted to fade golden state laying big points uh in the these playoffs but at san antonio's They're not gonna the team i'm going to do it with yeah, San Antonio is an even worse bet against team for me. So that's bet against versus bet against. I don't want to lay eight. I don't want to take anything to do with San Antonio on the road. They've been awful on the road. So that's a pass for me there. Washington, Toronto, Dwayne Casey's game one track record. It's, it's awful. Toronto's game one track record is awful. I'm not laying points, uh, eight points there against the Wizards. I think they win the game, but not laying you know eight there. Casey's ATS, Casey's ATS record. I was talking with Teddy about this. Teddy brought it up. Talking about Casey, Terry Stotts uh, actually in uh, in Portland actually that one of the other worst ATS coaches in the playoffs. Dwayne Casey's record against the spread in the playoffs with the Toronto Raptors is twelve and twenty seven. That's pathetic. Is that good? Yeah, they're pathetic. Money. Yeah, oh, that, man, that, that's that worse good? than I even is, thought. Is that good? Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> man, that's bad. Fifteen below. Wow. Yeah. So they've been money Yikes. burners. Yep. Listen, I love the Raptors. I'm a diehard Raptor fan, but I'll tell you what. I sort of get the feel yeah. the Raptors win tomorrow by gr- five. By, yeah, grind it It'll out. sort of be a tough, close game, but the Raptors win by four to six points. And there's no way in hell I want to lay eight points in this spot tomorrow with the Raptors, uh, Babano. I'll be at the game. Look for me and Taylor Stevens and the Sunny Vega. Yeah, Jeez, enjoy. Good. Have fun. Enjoy. Make sure you, it was a walk like a penguin coming out of there because they're calling for freezing rain and ice pellets, so watch out for that. But uh, just be careful. We don't need you slipping and falling coming out of the place. Walk, walk, like, walk like a penguin yeah, during, the, during the ice storm, buddy. Why don't you just say bring a jacket? <laughs> walk yeah. like a penguin. Oh, he, he want, no, he wants you to walk safe so you don't yeah, yeah, stretch something after right. a couple drinks. You, could, be little icy, could be a little could be a little slick out yeah, there yeah, on yeah. the streets of Toronto, yeah. yeah. Yeah, drunk in ice storm. Ugh. I fell once yeah, on not face cool. first on the ice in oh, Montreal after, after an office party. Yeah, nothing worse than I face lo- planting into a curb. Yeah, <laughs> I like really the late sucks. games tomorrow night. To I, I, I did the same thing. I tripped over my own feet, just smashed. Like, you're, so waste, you're so wasted. You can't, your arms don't even come exactly. down. You just fall. I, I landed like <laughs> I on like, my. I was like a tree. I landed on my <laughs> orbital bone in my eye socket somehow. Like bam. I'm with you, buddy. Um, all right, I think Miami, by the way, yeah, I think Miami's going to cover some numbers, believe it or not, in that series against Philadelphia. I know Philadelphia is the red hot team, scorching hot, but Miami's well coached with Spolstra. I think they're going to be able to cover some numbers, and they've been very good in that road roll. I'm kind of leaning them plus the points. Is Philly ready to lay six and a half as good as they've been, as dominant as they've been, the whole 16 game win streak, the whole bit? First playoff game, are they ready for it? I think that's a high scoring game as well. I think they go over 212 in that game as well. And I like the Pelicans. I'm with you guys, the Pelicans, Pelicans, Pelicans. Pelicans. I absolutely like them getting plus six against Portland uh, on Saturday night. The Pelicans, uh, I'll tell you what, on the road, 10-1 and one ATS, 10-1 and one to the number, their last 11 road games. They've been fantastic away from home. I mean, Terry Stott should have an edge against Alvin Gentry. 
coaching-wise, but Stotts has come up short in the postseason many years in a row with Portland. It's not like they've had a boatload of playoff success, the Blazers. So I think New Orleans very live in that series and in game one catching five and a half, six points. Ian Cameron, follow him on Twitter, at Bobano. And uh, you can get him over at sportsmemo.com and SBR Picks, SBR YouTube page. Thanks, uh, Ian Cameron, Bobano. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio. Check out dailyroto.com slash FNTSY. Get your 10% uh, discount. It's a it's a must if you're playing DFS on a daily basis. Man, there's some deep waters with a lot of sharks out there in the MLB DFS world, guys. You want the optimizers, you need the same tools. Even the pros are using tools. So if you're not a pro, how are you gonna be the pro who when a pro is using a tool? Right? Don't be a tool and use the tools. That's a better. That's, that's, that's better. I like, I like that catchphrase. That's better that's copy good. than what they sent me. With all due respect, that's not bad, right? Don't be a tool. Don't be a tool and use, use the tools. The tools. Yep. Yeah. Don't be a tool. Uh, be a be a dink. A dink miner. <laughs> Don't be a tool. You're right. It's hard, to, it's hard to build shit without tools. Trust me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've tried. It sucks. Tool time with Cam Stewart. <laughs> Tool time. I'm, I'm probably the worst fix-it guy, too. Like, nah, you're better than I am. Uh, I don't know about that because you've learned, I think, a few things with your technology because you're doing more stuff. Like, no, no, no. I'm pretty I, bad, though, man. I'm an like, idiot. I can't build anything. I can barely use, like, a screwdriver. Yeah, I'm pretty bad, buddy. Like, I, I fixed the toilet and felt pretty proud of myself. It's a really easy That's job. That's pretty impressive. Eh, it's just once. Like, don't, don't give me any credit. I really suck. Around the house, like my brother's a genius. Like he does tile, a construction. No, we should I, note. I'm just. I can't do anything. We should note that I'm yeah. so useless that you, we're, we're practically sitting in the dark here yeah. because I live in this condo, in which there's like all these fancy lights and stuff. I can't even change them. I ripped my uh, my smoke detector, my fire alarm no, out I, of the wall. I did the same at my house. I was burning something, and it no, it was driving me nuts for 10, 15 minutes. It was ringing. I've got I just ripped it right out. dangling here. I really yeah. don't really know yeah. how to put that back together. Oh, putting a smoke detector. I did it back? when I was drunk, yeah. so I sort of you know, I knew too at the time. When, it's kind of like a bomb cord. You're looking mm, the red, the white, the brown, yeah. the black. What do I do? Don't want to tangle them. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to plead ignorance with the building. Yeah, say what? Hey, where's my smoke detector? No, I'm just going to state that you know what? One day, man, I said I'm just going to go down and act like, man, just a couple. Of, I just noticed last night, man, my smoke detector just sort of fell loose and popped loose. I took it off because it was yeah. dangling. Can you guys fix it? Yeah, that's what you got. <laughs> you almost want like yeah, yeah. Because if you go in there and just say, hey, I don't have a smoke detector, then I go, you're a liar, sir. I, I know we installed one in the unit, so it's better just I to think- say. I think it's, like, highly illegal not to. I can tell you it is because I had a fire marshal at my place. It's very illegal. Like for insurance purposes. Oh, he was, he, he was ready to find me a lot of money. 
imagine if I started a big <laughs> fire and there was no detector and then the building burned down and it would start here. Buddy, and then, yeah, we'd get sued. I told you another one. You know what I did too? You know what the worst we shouldn't is? be talking no, no. about this. I shouldn't be telling you this, but what's worse is the carbon monoxide detector. Oh, dude, this guy came in from the fire department. Like, I was thinking he might, he, he might put me away in cuffs. And my buddy Fast Talk and Mike was living there at the time. I go, you idiot. I was working a gig. It was actually a shoeless for a Raptors playoff game. And something happened, too, where the cops and the fire department came because he all freaked out. He got scared. And they almost t- took me to jail because I had a, fu- a wrong smoke detector and an, a, a dysfunctional carbon monoxide detector. Dude, they don't take, take lightly upon that stuff, man. It's serious business. You could die from vapors alone. <laughs> Marenzi, you know, you see, car- carbon monoxide, what do they call it? The silent killer. Yeah. It's the silent killer. <laughs> he tiptoes in the night. <laughs> Go- oh, yeah. I- actually, I got to tell you something quick because the stories are getting better now. The stories are getting better. I'm going to tell you something. I was betting on golf and I bet my guys, but know what? I woke up right on Thursday morning and the open bet was. See Woo Kim at 80 to 1. I didn't think about him. I didn't touch him. The guy's been hurt. He's leading. I didn't click it or nothing. That was just what was on the screen. When I, I'm telling you, if this guy wins this tournament, Marenzi, I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> Life will be bleaker. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's God giving me a sign saying, Cam, click on See Woo Kim. And I didn't do it because I had other guys, right? He's tied for the lead. All right. I don't know where uh, Tony Sincata is. Uh, no. Right now, well, he's not. He's not. He's, no, five forty. We usually yeah, kind of we poke him around five thirty eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he normally joins us at about five forty or so, about twenty minutes to uh, to six. But um, I wanted to wait for Tony because this this audio and video that we have is so damn good. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, I, you know, Tony will enjoy it because it's sleazy. So I thought, you know, we'll wait for Tony to get here. But to be honest with you, I don't know where Tony is. And uh, Tony's not really going to know all of the names and understand the punchline of it all. He'll get most of it. But, you know, I know I know you'll like this one, Cam. I know you're, you're a little down. This is uh, our way of uh, picking you up a little bit. Are you there, Florio? Let me send a... Uh, Are you going to send him a message? A uh, secret message. WikiLeaks. <laughs> I play. Uh, I'm gonna play a game. I don't know where he goes. Maybe to, the, to take a leak. I don't know. It's a good thing. Like if you left uh, your license with Florio with the exchange, you never get it back. <laughs> I got a feeling. Where's you're... your license now? Uh, nobody's calling me. You you know this concierge is gone. Like I I, saw, I hear him talking to his wife all the time about coming home earlier and <laughs> something like that. He's always getting weird phone calls and stuff because I wait for you in the. Uh, in the uh, bottom part, I sit on the couch and usually finish my coffee before I come up to the studio. And trust me, there's a lot of things going on with that guy that you don't know about. And it's, uh, I, I got a real bad feeling I'm not getting a license for a while. No, you'll be all right. Okay. No, yeah, I like your positive vibes. I like it. I like want- I said, you should have checked. It's sort of like checking your ticket after you place a bet. I never thought, like. The thing is, I didn't even think about it. Like, when somebody just handed it, it's just like, you assume it. Like, if I handed you a license, wouldn't you assume it's yours? That's the why guy? That's why uh, clerks and stores make extra money. Nobody ever counts their change. I usually count my change, though, because I'm cheap. Change, <laughs> change is different. I like, I like to look at change. 
Uh, I'm going to tell you, though, yeah. With There's the a local. I, you said it. I should have looked at it with the ticket. My local gas station in my neighborhood, they, they basically rip everybody off for like 38 cents, man. They yeah, must they, make like $1,000 a day with this. It's actually a great move when you think about how many patrons go through that oh, place. Yeah. It's, Nobody it's actually, notices. that's heavy traffic. And know what the thing is, too? Another good point. This area might be clean. But I know a gas station you go to, and there's a lot of people with altered states who probably don't count very well. Yeah, you're right, man. That guy's got a gold mine ripping people off over there. Because yeah, I've seen a lot of the same crew kind of like lingering on the benches and stuff, and, you know, they're scraping together some change. They're getting ripped off. A lot of, uh, all right, Tony Sincott is eating a hot dog right now again. Eating a hot dog. He loves wieners. I'm eating dinner listening to you call me a pervert as I'm eating dinner <laughs> with my family. With my family. <laughs> How can you call me a pervert in front of my family? That'd be like a great reality I show know. instead of like the Kardashians. I like at least Tony Sincata's response. Like, yeah, I the Sincata's. The Sincata's. Uh, now if we can get Florio to respond here. Like, I need to get some sort of like electric sort of like. Uh, he might be doing number two. Like, I don't know where he is. Like, he's gone for a like, while. Like, I need to like be able to zap him. Like, I go, you got to get a beeper or something for this dude. <laughs> you want to give him electronic, a, a caller so when you hit a button, it zaps? <laughs> High voltage collar. Yeah, but it's like if we were if we were like pilots and we were a plane and stuff, be like calling you know traffic control. There's no answer. Yeah. We're like we're like all right. We need we need to land on this other this other runway. Yeah, you they know. have to tell us what runway. <laughs> You're right. We're we're pilots in the air. It's uh, it's a difficult we're landing. Gonna, we're gonna have to have a team meeting after uh, <laughs> after this <A> team meeting. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to keep things in a lighter yeah. mood uh, here, yeah. but yeah, it's lighter, lighter mood. All right, let me fire off uh, another uh... message. Yeah, why don't you give people a golf update? Yeah, I'll give you a golf update. Actually, I got good news. Uh, my boy Bryson DeChambeau taking the lead right now at the RBC Heritage, ten under through seventeen. He's seven under on the day after a smooth sixty-eight in the first round. Siwoo Kim is T two. He's nine under par right now. I got Luke List. He's eight under. I'm just showing you my team right now. But uh, right now, Bryson DeChambeau is the leader, getting chased down. Bad ending to Matt Kuchar, too. He had it almost tied for the lead. A couple bogeys down the stretch. He is T13 at six under right now. But uh, so far, so good with the DraftKings team. And I know Tony is also on Xander Shifley for all you people who played a minus six T13. But right, Bryson DeChambeau leader right now, 10 under through 17. Morency, I feel good about this weekend. I think we're going to win some money on the golf course. And on DraftKings. I hope you do. I really need it, buddy. Thanks. I've got a lot of DraftKings lineups uh, this evening. All right. Um, so Tony's listening. So Tony will be in, uh, in to be able to enjoy us. All right. So Gonna Flo- play the Florio, game. Florio went to the bathroom. I told you. Yeah, this guy goes to the bathroom more than my doorman does. <laughs> He's got a, got a little weak bladder? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Florio just piss in a cup or something there, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, but don't you do yeah, There's a balcony in our room, Florio. Just there? piss off the balcony. <laughs> Anything for you guys. Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> just, just climb out that window and just start, just let it go. That would be on to 35th Street in New York City. I, I yes. think I would get in trouble for that. I do like your bottle idea, no, Maratzi. Come on. People have seen a hell of a lot worse on 35th than that. All right, you, so you let, came close uh, that one is, day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got close one day. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna get you some like uh, some adult diapers. Yeah, it depends. For you. Yeah, we're gonna, well, get, that's, well. we're gonna get you like the NASCAR stuff. It, they, they sort of have like an inner pantsuit within oh. their pantsuit with like 
So basically, you can piss yourself without getting it on yourself. Correct. Correct. How's that sound, Florio? Absolutely it's a NASCAR terrible. suit. Well, oh, if it's good enough for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Okay, so listen, this is for you, Cam. Yep. This is the light, light in the mood. It's Friday and yep, stuff. Sure. This is our NHL analysis. Uh, Cardano hates the NHL. Um, so, you know, at least we can combine. This yeah. is, so this, this will be our NHL coverage. And this is, Tony, you're going to like this one as well. Um, this is probably one of the most Canadian things ever, uh, basically. And you'll be able to tell from the guy's accent immediately. Uh, but he shares a story about uh, meeting a girl uh, in a bar at a hockey tournament. All right, let, let's roll uh, roll uh, the tape uh, here, Mike. So I've got quite a bit of time as I drive back from the Ontario tournament. I thought I'd share last night's adventure with you guys. Uh, yeah, a little Lindy rough this morning. Uh, the head was uh, Marty McSorley, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I had all, the, all my gear packed up last night and figured I'd hit the lounge for a Kelly Bookburger and some Eric Brewers. Uh, I'm up there and I'm enjoying my Bob beers and I noticed this lady over at the Dave bar giving me the Peter Budai. Well, she looks pretty good so I wave her over thinking maybe I can Blake Wheeler, right? Uh, she gets a little closer and uh, yeah, she looked like a Neil Sheehy with a Doug Waite problem. Uh, I was convinced she was actually a James Van Riemsdyk. Um, but to tell you the truth, it's been so Roberto Luongo since I've had Dave Sexton that I'd bang a gorilla in a Jordan Tutu if I had to. Um, yeah, but anyways, we're chatting, and I'm finding it really hard to keep looking into her Steve Eiserman because I'm staring at this big Brian Boyle right in the middle of her face. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I could bring myself to stoop this Patrick Marlowe anymore. Uh, she's like, oh, I really want to come back to your place. And I'm like, Johnny, oh, do you? I'm not so sure anymore. So, <laughs> you know, I excuse myself, uh, go down to the little uh, Daryl Boy's room and, you know, think about things. I'm in there, and I, I'm washing my hands, and... She bursts through the door, pulls out my Mike Babcock, and starts giving me Victor Hedman right in the Eric Stahl. I, I mean, I was convinced this chick was a Joe Newendike, but yeah, whatever. Uh, so, you know, 23 glorious seconds later, uh, I hand her a towel so she can wipe the Alexei uh, semen off of her face, and uh, we're heading back to my place. So, you know, I pay the Rick Tabarachi, and out the door we go. Now, uh, there's Garth Snow everywhere. I mean, it's not exactly the middle of Brad May, so, you know, we walk out into a pretty good Theo Fleury. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, the only way we're getting back to the hotel by foot is if we got some uh, cross-country Sergei Bobrovskis, right? So we decide to take a Thomas Cabriolet instead. So I get her back to the uh, back to the room, and she starts peeling gear, and I, I Rafi Torres her gear off, and uh, you know I expose a pretty decent set of uh, Germaine Titoffs, and uh, you know everything's good. Then, uh, then I get her out of her uh, Lulu Liars, and uh, I discover this chick is super Jason Woolley. I mean, this chick has never been to the Bill Barber, I'm telling you. Um, you know, and I keep my head shaved, so I've got my, my Donald Brashears, and I could probably shave her down to the Jeff Skinner, but, you know, to tell you the truth, it was uh, a little tie ratty, uh, a real Marc Messier, and... Uh, uh, it was a little Mike Reeky, so I really didn't want to go near the damn thing. Uh, so anyways, you know, she sees the disappointment in my face, and she uh, flips herself over onto her stomach, and she says, Hey, why don't you take my Dustin Brown Don Cherry? And I'm like, it. Well, I didn't want to go in Leon Drysidle, right? So I grabbed some Hockett Lube, and then I Pavel bury it right into her Darren Poopa. Whew. 23 glorious seconds later, you know, I empty my Joe Sackick, and we collapse on the bed. Uh, she really wants me to, to uh, Ryan Spooner, but I'm not feeling so Chris Osgood about the situation. So, uh, you know, I tell her, hey, I got to get up 
I got to get up Brandon tomorrow and leave Pretty Jordan Eberly. So, uh, you know, there's the Daryl side door. And uh, out she goes. So this morning, I wake up. And my Michael Pekka is Travis Green. And it, Brent Burns. I mean, Brent Burns. So... I'm looking back on the evening and I can't believe how Matt Dumba I was. Um, so anyways, the moral of the story, uh, if you don't want to follow in my Manny legacy, you know, uh, the next time you get Randy Wood on the road, uh, you know, you're better off to use your Hanson brother, all right? Or you're going to pay the carry price. Well, well, that's a bit. Wow. That was way better than I thought, bro. That was some good stuff. The hot on lube. Some damn good stuff. That was great. I'm so, I really enjoyed it. Johnny Oduya. <laughs> Tony Sincata. I hope you put the, you took the family out of the room, Tony, yeah. for that one, right? No, they all want to bury the brown cherry. <laughs> Instead of apple pie for dessert. That's some good stuff oh, right that there. That was awesome. That was amazing. So I, it, it hurts. I'm it's an NHL name drop. Yeah, that, was that guy good. just made that up. Wow, that guy. That's that's some. Good it's stuff. like a thing on. Uh, it's like a thing. It's like a hockey uh, fan thing. Uh, so people are trying to top each other with Whoa. stories with just hockey name name drops. That guy did a good job. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, there's a couple of them I wouldn't mind uh, wouldn't mind using in the future, but you got to remember them. It's good. You're at a bar. Yeah, so we, we got the Rick Tabaracci. I love the Rick Tabaracci. I like Rick Tabaracci. That's great at Rick the bar. Tabaracci. Instead of the, instead of the, the tab, Tony, the Rick Tabaracci. Tabaracci. I'll tell you what. Yeah, so we called for the Rick Tabaracci, and the cab was good. So, yeah, you know, Tom, was I was going to walk, but it was snowing out, so we took the Thomas Cabaret. Maybe we should have a contest here for the NFL season for all the listeners to come up with something Ooh, like that. We're going to put together an NFL story. NFL name drop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too stupid to come up with this. No, not us, the listeners. I can't tell you. Oh, the listeners. You're like, no, no, not us. You know, we got a very tight budget. I wouldn't even know where to start. we got a very tight budget here at the Fantasy Sports Network. You know, I get paid by the word. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Like, It's tough. I guess we could put something together. And, you know, I'd come up with something nice and sleazy. Um, so, speaking of the NFL, Des Bryant. Des Bryant um, has been released by the Dallas Cowboys. We'll break this down on the other side. Where does Tony Sincata think he goes? How much football does he think that uh, Des have uh, left in the tank? As I say, I think he can still play. A couple years. He's got to move into the inside. Move into the slot. Tony Sincata moves into the slot coming up next. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Back 
cop's uh, that cop yeah. voice scares me. He's very scary. <laughs> I don't want him arresting me ever. Keep keep cop killers off the streets. I like the it part, yet. Thank the you. Part, <laughs> yeah, the part I don't get about that thing is that like we all want to keep cop cop killers off the street. But how is the PBA president, the Pro Bowlers Association president, doing a cop commercial? They support law enforcement. Yes. That's weird. Did you, have you ever been to the Pro Bowlers Hall of Fame? No. But uh, have you ever bowled on a uh, PBA-sanctioned championship, championship lane before, yeah. Tony? No. Trying to one-up us? No, have you I been to the PBA uh, Hall of Fame? Never. Yes. Where is it? Is it Jacksonville? St. Louis, Missouri. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri is a bowling hall of fame. Wow. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> <laughs> the best is his wife was like, "Chill out, man." Like, you know, Pete Weber. Uh, yeah, no, his wife a, was embarrassed. He's a, oh, he's a time bomb. Like, that's the thing. That guy that was, was, he was explosive. explosive. Who do you I think you are? I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you've actually been to the PBA bowling hall of fame? Yeah, yeah, once. You sound it excited. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't very enlightening. Me and Cam actually, um, we were all wasted in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was like you know six in the morning. We were up all night, and uh, it was a couple of buddies. And uh, the the uh, the hotel that we were staying at had a bowling uh, alley that was open all night. Except it happened to be. Um, it was like an ESPN bowling championship going on and stuff. So, like, they had, like, the ESPN banners up and everything like that. And uh, it was crazy. Steve Merrill, we should have It's funny. Steve Merrill was there. He was on with us earlier. And Steve was there, but Steve doesn't get wasted and stuff. Uh, he's not He's not a degenerate, yeah. like, uh, bad. He's all clean living and stuff. He so, is. Like, we saw Steve at, like, 8 in the morning, and he's getting up for breakfast, Tony. And me and Cam were still up all night. We were up from two <laughs> breakfasts earlier. Yeah, we're like, hey, Steve, <laughs> we're all a mess, and he's all, he's, he's all sharp. And he goes, he goes, guys, uh, he goes, it's pretty crazy. He goes, I just was watching some PBA bowling, and he goes, it's actually being broadcast from here. He goes, there's a big tournament going on. And we're like, yeah, 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 we just bowled. We were down there. So, yeah, we bowled. Sunset Station? Yeah, it was yeah, Sunset right. Station. Exactly. Yeah, we bowled. Not very well, Tony, but we bowled uh, on a, you know, sort of like, you know, that's like the, the same prestige as saying you could play golf at Augusta. Yes. Like, we rolled balls yeah. on a PBA lane. We did. I rolled balls on the same wood that, uh, that Pete, Pete Weber, Weber has. I guess what? I've got a PBA update. In 2012, they left St. Louis, Missouri for Arlington, Texas. Strange. They moved their Hall of Fame? That's weird. Yeah, what the hell? You, what, what, what's wrong with Missouri? It's not and, a bowling enough state in Missouri. I, Texas doesn't strike me like yeah. as a bowling. Like I, I, I got to be honest with you. I thought the Bowling Hall of Fame would be in Florida somewhere. No. You didn't think so? My or, guess would be Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, really? Yeah, a lot of cheese. Omaha, lot of che- Nebraska. Yeah, lot, yeah, good call. A lot of cheese heads. It's Big Ten country. <laughs> Where is bowling most popular? What state? Yeah, right what now. state is bowling most popular? Yeah. Let's, what let's state? I got to figure, you know what? Like what? Buffalo. What, Western New York? Yeah. What do you figure? Buffalo, yeah. Lackawanna. There's more singles in Buffalo than any other city in North America. <laughs> really? Yeah. So they go It's got to be where commercial real estate's really low in value because a lot of bowling alleys get sold because they could, uh, those va- the properties were worth more. So it's got to be a place where there's low property value. Right, so what call, are you guessing? Tony. Good call. I, you know, just off the top of my head, if I'm thinking like, all right, top bowling meccas, 
I got to stay like Wisconsin, like Milwaukee. They're you in the bowling. You guys could be there. right. Western New York go, could no, be good. I would have Western guess. New York. I'm going to say Pennsylvania. St. Oh, Paul. Oh, yeah. Western Pennsylvania, like Western, the Harrisburg Western, side. I'm going to say Pennsylvania is a big, big uh, hot spot for uh, chucking balls. More, right. more 10 pin. Five pins even in the smaller towns, too. All right, let's see. Uh, Most popular uh, bowling state. Let's see if we can figure this out. I can't believe they moved to Hall of Fame, though. It makes no sense. <laughs> what did St. Louis do, Tony? This is an outrage. <laughs> Time to move to Arlington. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they got outbid. Maybe they got a bid. You're right, though, about the the bowling alley. And think about the, the the property that they're on too. I see a lot of uh, bowling alleys, Tony. They get torched. Yep. Kind of like you know, we talk insurance money stuff. Sad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, they, it's very sad. A lot of fire. A lot of fire. I'm having a hard time finding, like, the exact numbers per state, but I found I got uh, best, one here. Best bowling alley in every state, but yeah, not best, the... I got the, found the best bowling alleys in America. Yep, that's what I got, too. Rhode Island? Rhode Island. That's just, weird, because oh. in Rhode Island, they don't even do 10-pin mostly. It's candle pin. What's the uh, small pin? Yeah. Five pin. Candle pin. Can- huh? Is that what it's called? Candle pin? <laughs> yeah, candle pin. <laughs> That's amazing. Small. Five pins, candle pin. Small pins. No, not five sm- pins. They're ten, they're, ten, they're ten smaller pins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're just smaller pins. And you get three balls instead of two. Really? And you don't oh. clear the wood after every shot. The wood stays out there, and they become obstacles, or they become helpful partners to you in succeeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. I've never played that type. I've only played, like, real 10-pin or 5-pin. Candle yeah. pin. You've never done, like, the small ball bowling? Yeah, well, it, yeah, 5-pin. I, I just did it with the small ball. Yeah, yeah just it was it was 5-pins. But candle pins, you're telling me it's 10-pins, but the pins are slimmer. Yeah. They're more aerodynamic. Yeah. Interesting. And you get three balls instead of two. You guys cool. in New England always have to be different, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's pissing me off that I can't find. Uh, yeah, I what's find like the, Montana Pricks Bowling why, Center, Big Four. Why Montana, are your Maple like, Leafs? Why are your Maple Leafs dirty and trying to injure our, uh, us Bruins? They're dirty. They're real dirty. The Canadians are. Uh, they suck. Canadians are uh, criminals. Yes, we get to lock <laughs> them up next time. Should arrest that uh, country. That guy cost me my under, dude. I got a push instead of a win because that son of a bitch. Last and I'm not even kidding. Good. I'm not even kidding, Tony. And it's funny because I said this before the Ducks game last night uh, on my podcast. And I said, and we saw this in the Olympics. Remember when uh, USA played Canada, the woman in the Olympics, the big robbery and stuff? Yeah. USA won. And Canada took like 13 penalties. You know, they're in a 1-1 game, gold medal on the line, and like Canada are elbowing people, like running them into the boards. It's a Canadian thing to do. Canadian hockey players... For some reason, you know, they think it's it's a cool thing or it's the smart thing. It's the Canadian way to just play that style of hockey. And the Anaheim Ducks are loaded with a bunch of Canadian dudes. And I said before the game started, watch. The Ducks will just take a bunch of stupid penalties. And that's what they did. They're playing in a tight playoff game, and they're more interested in revenge. And, oh, I'm going to elbow the guy back. I'm going to trip him here. And, yeah, good for you. You tripped them. <laughs> then they had two guys in the box. Oh, I know. And then Santa, they yeah. scored like two seconds. Oh. No, they went bang, bang. San Jose so, took control of that game. Yeah, I got pissed off at, at that uh, overtime loss with Washington, right? I was having a really good night. 
And that one. What a bunch cost- of chokers, huh? What a oh bunch of chokers. God. Can't you guys? So, like, I, I, honestly, so, Tony, that game saved my ass. I so I went all start. in on the uh, on the San Jose game. I bet half my bankroll on San Jose and half on the under. I said one of them I'm going to hit. Nice. Great call, Tony. Yeah. And, and then what happened was, though, you're right. Those penalties, I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, I had the under the whole way, and now it's three to nothing. What the hell? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing with hockey. And you saw that the other night in the in the Minnesota and change, Winnipeg game. Changes quick. It was scoreless <laughs> all night, and then it's one nothing yeah. for most of the night, and then boom. Next thing you know, it's two two. Next thing you know, it's three two with six minutes left, and you're like, dear God, man, we got to worry about an empty net goal uh, right now. I jumped in on the Washington Capitals in game uh, last night uh, as well, and I was upset that they blew it. Uh, I'm getting killed, Tony, with my every game to go to overtime prop. Man, it's one and oh, seven. Yeah. It's one in seven, and I can't stop playing it because you know. Then as no, soon as I stop gotta, playing, it's going to go to overtime. That's the thing you got to keep on playing because you're going to have. I'm telling you, one of those nights is coming on the five game schedule where three or four go to yeah, overtime. Yeah, I stop. And it changes every. Yeah, <laughs> then, then no, you don't keep on rolling. Yeah. Then no, I stop. Then I get out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. I'm lowering the unit size on this too uh, with, with all the overtime stuff. So we got a lot of DFS stuff to get to Tony at six o'clock. So let's t- let's take a look at the the betting uh, angle uh, right now. We haven't talked about baseball on the program, and Des Bryant as well. What's your take on Des Bryant, Tony? Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I thought there'd be a resolution where Des would be a guy that would take less money and stay with the Cowboys, but he's going to go on the open market. And I'm interested to see what he gets because I don't. I you're right. The slot position is something that would be interesting. The Houston Texans would be a perfect team. You stay in the state, try to stick it to Jerry Jones, and yep. uh, and go from there. I think that's the match made in heaven. It's funny. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. L.A. Ram players, they're like, come to L.A. It's like, I, I don't know what, you guys got 72 roster spots <laughs> exactly. now on L.A., no salary cap? <laughs> like, I'd actually rather have Cooper Cup. I agree. I agree. Des Bryant can still contribute, but he's not an outside number one legitimate threat right now. I you know, there's. The, I went through a list of teams that he would be a nice fit for. So, uh, you know, you guys give your take on each team. But, Tony, first team that came to my mind was San Francisco. Yeah. Good fit for San Francisco. The Green Bay Packers, and I find it interesting, Green Bay Packer players are actually on Twitter right now saying, bro, you got to come to Green Bay. And I think that Dez would be a nice fit. So in Green Bay now, what, Devontae Adams is the guy now, right? He's For sure. Yeah. He's the he's the guy. And they don't have a two. No. No, they don't. They let Jordy Nelson go. They never really replaced him. Green Bay actually needs receivers. They have the other guy. Uh, Jan- Tra- Janice. Yeah, yeah, and he's, all those other guys. Yeah, he's never going to yeah. yeah, Those Wisconsin receivers. They, they got the other guy, the Trevor Davis kid that just made a bomb joke in the airport that got busted. Yep. <laughs> Who but count on him? Yeah, but they're, they're going to move the, uh, Jesus, the, the name escapes me, the running back back to wide receiver uh, this year. Oh, Montgomery. Yep, yeah. Montgomery. Yep. It's, yeah, at Stanford, he could do it all. So. He's not a wide receiver. He, he's actually a pretty good back. He's a hybrid player, but he's not really a legitimate wide receiver. He was a running back at Stanford. I don't know why people always pretend he's a wide receiver. He, they, they threw to him, though. Like he, can, he, can, he can play wide receiver. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. They, you know, Des Bryant would be a nice fit for the Baltimore Ravens, but if I'm Des Bryant, I don't want to go to the Baltimore Ravens. No. I love, you guys said it, though. The type of guy Des is, too, just sticking it to Jerry Jones. Houston, Houston and Green Bay, I think if we're going to put up the betting tote board, those are the two I like. Green Bay's kind of cold, man, from a guy from Oklahoma yeah. or Texas, you know. Yeah, but yeah. he got a shot of winning. Yeah. You said San Francisco, dark horse a little bit. You like San Fran? Well, San Francisco. Jimmy uh, G, new team. San Francisco. Better. Your Seattle Seahawks. We need a lot of help with every, with every position. 
you know, Des can be good in the end zone still as well, right? So, you know, he can be good in, in the He'd red get zone. along with that dysfunctional locker room, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He wouldn't. There's certain teams, but I don't know if he really watched. You know what would be insane if he ends up on the Redskins? He won't. Like the ultimate cowboy rival. Yeah. Well, why not? I don't know. I never thought Thurman Thomas would be a Miami Dolphin. Yeah, it's a good point. I don't think he'll end up in Washington, though. So who do the Dallas Cowboys have a wide receiver now? Cole Beasley? Alan Hearns. Uh, Hearns from Jacksonville? They signed Alan Hearns? Yeah. yeah. I missed that. Hearns is, pretty, Hearns is decent. Yeah. It's all right. He's okay. That division, you know, you got the Philadelphia Eagles. The Redskins are a mess. New York Giants are a mess. See, see I don't think... The Giants are that far off. I mean, if you bring Beckham back, right, and they seem to be doing a good job putting offensive line back together, that I think the Giants are going to surprise people this year. I, with the, yeah, they better have protection with, for, with Eli Manning at the helm. Eli's done. Yeah. People don't realize, though, Eli, right, I don't think he's ever been great, and I think he's always been one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the league. But when Is he Beckham a Hall of Famer? No, when Beck he will get in. But though. you will, be. you know, he, he will, will be. be. He will yeah. be. Right? Yeah, he will be. Beckham. He's weird, like you said. He's kind of average, but he's won two Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it's Beckham so plays, that oh. offense is great. Yeah, you're right. Beckham is a game changer. I'm not going to. Uh, they're loaded. The tight end kid that they brought in uh, is a stud. Um, they, you know, they're deep. I like the kid from Oklahoma too. Shepard's a decent uh, complimentary yeah, wide right. receiver. They need to get a running back. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They need. You know, they've lost their identity. The Giants and Eli Manning. He's good. I'm not going to say Eli Manning's not good, but I thought Paul Perkins would be a better back. To be honest with you, I'll tell you like, what. I think UCL, the Cowboys. He's not an every down yeah, back. He's, he's not, not. He's not exactly. I think the Cowboys, if they could sign Eric Decker, they could go Cole Beasley, Ryan Switzer, and Eric Decker and be the Boston Celtics of the fell. <laughs> the player union is going to have a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So. St- <laughs> So is Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> you don't think I see what's going on here in Dallas? <laughs> oh. Yeah, they, they got Alan, Alan Hearns, Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, Ryan Switzer is their wide receivers right now. And they have a running back they're going to count on. They better hope he doesn't get uh, suspended or do something stupid again, right? E.E. That offensive line started to regress. Yep, no longer old. no longer the best offensive line in the National Football League. Nope. We'll see. Dak Prescott had problems last year, too. Yeah. Dallas looks to – they seem like a team on the decline big time. Don't you think? No, it's okay. They have a genius coach that will uh, be able to – No, they don't have – they have yeah. a puppet, man. He, he doesn't <laughs> try to coach Pull anymore. the strings. That's Who's the crazy Jason thing. Garrett, when you think about Dallas, right, in, in the Jerry Jones years – this tells you how an ego can just kill you as an individual. They had Jimmy Johnson. They won some Super Bowls. Him and Jimmy couldn't get along. Then they bring Bill Parcells, right, after having these couple failed miserable puppets. They get Bill Parcells there. Those two can't get along. And now he thinks Jason Garrett's the perfect coach because Jason Garrett don't coach, and he does whatever they tell him to do, and they make no halftime adjustments. They don't do anything during the game. And, in fact, Jason Garrett's one of these head coaches that don't even wear a headset, so I don't know what the hell he's doing during the game. Brings up good points, Gabe. I, I, I'm not. I'm very, very low on Dallas. I don't care about Ezekiel Elliott coming back. I just think that's a team that they had their window of opportunity. You talk about it. The Rams are going to get better. 
it's uh, it's going to be tough. Tough. But, he's still got to deal with Philadelphia, man. The, the, the Eagles get Carson Wentz back. Good luck. Good luck, Dallas. All right, Cam. I know you got to leave in a couple of minutes. Uh, me and Tony will hit some uh, some DFS after, but I like a lot of baseball. The uh, Oakland Raiders have upset have upset locals in Oakland and San Jose Shark fans. I see here. Uh, the Raiders tweeted out uh, last night after the the Knights won, or the other night after the Knights won. Yeah, Las Vegas Golden Knights hashtag. People are pissed. They're yeah, like, you're in San Jose Shark Country, shark, but it is, is Shark, shark country. country. They're already ready to go. So people are like, you guys have already bailed on us. Huh? And so yeah, people nice. are turning like. I like SJ Sharky fan fighting back. Yeah. Fight back, Sharky. They should, I, we talked about this last like year. the Sharks. I would kick the Raiders out if I yep. could. Just say bye-bye. No, I really yep. would. And the mayor said it. He said, I'm legally looking at a way to tell them you can't even play here. Just Screw leave. you guys. Just leave. Just yep. go, go play in a parking lot somewhere until the stadium in Vegas is ready. Yep. What do you got, Cam? I got a few things. We got a game going off at uh, 640. I'm going back cheap, cheap, cheap to the Cardinals. They were good to me last night. Gabe, your L.A. Dodgers look good tonight at minus 145. San Diego, minus 105. I think the Padres are due tonight. Going to take a shot with Seattle, plus 100. Tampa Bay, plus 100. The Milwaukee Brewers at plus 110. And one favorite who pissed me off last night, you get another chance, Washington, at minus 175. Hockey, Philly Pitt over the number, and the Winnipeg Jets. Have a good show, boys. Taking the Washington Nationals, huh? I am. You, going back to I the well. I the, want to. They're going to win tonight. Did you really say the Padres would do? Don't worry about it, Tony. Padres tonight. I can feel it. Just put it. Trust me. I love how defensive he gets. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> See you, Cam. <laughs>